You see, all I ever wanted was peace between humans and mutants. All I ever wanted was to love you and for you to love us. But here's the new truth. While you slept, the world changed. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our Hawks Pox Talk, the greatest thing happening in comics in 2019. I'm so happy to be here. We're doing a video portion of this one, audio listeners, so I'm pointing to nothing that you can't see. Uh, we're here to talk about Hawks Pox for the topic. The, the Hawks Pox toxic. Toxic. Uh, no. We have a whole lot of issues, guys, and a whole lot of continuity. 12 in total. 12, 12 in issues. total. Uh, really like 800,000 comics in 12 issues, because this, is, uh, this is some heavy-duty shit, you guys. Uh, I am a super heavy X-Men fan. These guys have not read much X-Men, right? No. Yeah. Yes. You, okay, you guys said no. I, no, uh, no, as in you are correct, yes. I have not read X. Okay. I have not read much X-Men yes. until this. So, um, before, yes, as in you are correct. Yes, so before we get into it, I just want to... Uh, so I'll talk about like what is your what what is your history with the X Men guys? Um, what X Men have you read? I know we're all we all I was gonna say fans of the movies. I know we've seen the movies. I am fans of the movies. <laughs> yes, I am fans of I'm, some movies. I'm fans of some. Yes, uh, so I will say fans of the movies. Yes. Okay. Uh, so have you been real quick? Yes. Any any X Men comic books? Uh, not comic books. However, I did have a one of those DK like um, fourth grade reading level books that explained the entire history of the. Uh, well, kind of explain the history of the X-Men, such as Charles Xavier, uh, Cyclops, Jean, uh, Jean Grey, Marvel Girl. Boy, that's a big one of those kindergarten books. Yeah. Be huge. It, it was the, it, the DK books. That's, it, no, that's it, was thi- it was thin. It was no, the thin I, version. I'm saying because the X-Men timeline is so complicated. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. The, the but G- it, was, it was the kid version of it. Yeah, and yeah. it had and it, it had in like novelization form the first X-Men story. Dude, and, that's how I like learned about so much Spider-Man. Yeah. Go on. So I read, so I had that. I loved because I was a huge fan of the X-Men cartoon. I loved watching the X-Men cartoon. It was on right before, like when it was on before Spider-Man, I would watch that. Hell yeah. And I loved it because Wolverine was obviously my favorite because who, which kid doesn't want Metal Claws to come out of his fists? Snake. Yeah, that was, all, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. they, he said, he claims they hurt. So I, no. I don't. They hurt every okay. time. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that. Until I'm going to hurt my, uh, you know, during the, well, you know. Oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh video podcast. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, we're going there then. All right. All right. But yeah, so, but comic wise, Nothing. Cool. It wasn't until I finally started reading comics and buying books that I finally decided to, I started reading Marvel, essentially, or specifically where I said, you know what? I have Civil War. I want to get into Avengers versus X-Men. So I got Avengers versus that's, X-Men, oh. which isn't bad. It's okay. Um, ben, let me tell you. Counselor. If that's the only <laughs> X-Men book you've read, that's a bad X-Men book. <laughs> okay. I'm just letting you know now. It, that is a not, it's an okay book. It has good moments. Bad yeah. event. Bad yeah. event. Yeah, but you'll be happy that I did pick up House of M. Yes, I was there. Go- yeah, you were there, yeah. and I'm hunting down all new X Men. Uh, sorry, I always mix it up. It's just new X Men. Just okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm hunting, trying to hunt down new X Men. The next, yeah, new Grant X-Men. Morrison's run. But after House and Powers of X, I want more, and I'm glad. That's what I wanted from 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 this experience is for uh, you guys to become fans, if possible. Yes, I guess my experience as the ultimate X Men run. Mm-hmm. I read the first several volumes <laughs> of that. Um, I've read Days of Future Past, uh, which is only two issues, so that's not a huge feat. People always assume Days of Future Past is this huge thing. It's two issues. Yeah, it's just two issues. <laughs> it, they're the like almost maybe the most impactful X Men issues, and it's only two. Like yeah. that's how powerful those two issues are. Right. Which uh, is funny because Days of Future Past, when you look like the book is right behind you guys, it's thick. Well, it's got all the times. They it's got all the tie-ins. Too. It's got everything yeah. that, uh, like the, the essential reading, if you will. Sure. But essentially, it's just two issues. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. But two they, really they, good they always they always went back to that timeline. I've seen the animated shows, Wolverine and yeah. Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah. Um, uh, comics. I, Hell, even the video games, they did it. I yeah. read all new X Men. I read. Is that Bendis's? 
Yeah. Okay. I read the first volume of All New X Men. I read uh, Uncanny. Good. I'm going to count this Uncanny Avengers. There's three X Men on that. No, that is that is that is an X Men book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Uncanny also X Force also a Recommender comic book. Yeah, Uncanny Avengers was really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, Iron Man 2020 shows up in that. Yeah. So, so many. You should read that. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Uncanny X Force. Uh, we read the book club of that one. I have read AVX. Uh, most of it's terrible. Um, it has really good moments. Yeah. I, I so so not a whole lot kind of pepperings here and there. Cool. That's what I've done. Cool. But this is this is the first time where uh, X Men book ever made me exclaim, "Holy shit!" I love it. I wanted to, but unfortunately, when I read a lot of these, it was like pretty late at night. I, was like, I was at work I was when like, I said that. Holy I was just like, wow. I was like. Whoa, whoa. And I was like, it's 3 a.m. I was like, oh, I got to talk to someone about this now. What's up, Sparks? Sparks for your, your um, I watched the X-Men animated series, Wolverine and the X-Men as well. Um, the entirety of everything that was Ultimate X-Men, because I read the entire Ultimate Marvel nice. universe. Um, Bendis's, I read some of Bendis's a while ago. And Whedon. Yeah. When Whedon was on Astonishing X-Men. Astonishing read. I read. That is a. You know, yeah. I want to say I read all of his run. But I'm not 100% confident yeah. of it. But I, I definitely read a, ch- a decent uh, chunk. That f- those first two volumes are like... That and Grant Morrison... That was definitely like... like a top, Whedon, top Whedon stuff was like my first X-Men pickup because I knew Joss Whedon was doing it. I was a Joss Whedon fan at the time. So I went straight to his X-Men mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, that's a great um, one. So that and then the stuff we've done for the podcast and the X-Men Legend games. Yeah. Played those. I almost bought that today, but... Oh, yeah. yeah you I don't did. have an original Xbox and it's not backwards compatible. Right. Uh. I, play, I have the original, I have the original X, X-Men Legacies uh, mm. uh, for PlayStation 2. Nice. I still Wait, have a PlayStation you mean, 2. Do you mean Th- that's X-Men? Legends. That's Legends. That's X-Men Legends. That's the same thing. X-Men Legends? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. Legends. Yeah. For the PS2, yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. four people... Yeah. 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 I played yeah. those. It's, it's, pre- it's the, the prequel to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. I played those. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. And those those uh, always incorporate some stuff, but those are mostly original stories. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, the comic stuff comes from the Ultimate Run and, and Whedon's Run. The Wolverine, uh, the X Men Origins Wolverine video game tie-in is actually really rad. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mystique's that, in that game. That's one of the one times where the video game is actually better than the movie. So Mark, much better. Mark Hamill plays Wolverine. Yeah, right. Hey, hey, Bob, I'm the Jokerine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but Sorry. that's that's my cool. Yeah. All right. I love it. And if if can I, Ryan, I know you said can I do one too? No, go for it. Thank you. It's this is my one no, of my go favorite. For, oh, I read yeah. I read this issue twice. This is, I know it's the first issue of the whole thing, but I just love no. It's a it's a barn burner of a start. He's yeah. talking about House of X. House of X number, yeah, one. number one. I just love it because uh, um, and Amasa goes, "Do you know what you sound like?" I do, and it feels good to finally say it. Mm-hmm. You see, I know how you humans love your symbolism almost as much as you love your religion, and I wanted you. I needed you to understand. You have new gods now. Just big dick Magneto. Oh, yeah, dude. Big dick Magneto. Yes. He is so, so oh, good. I don't like you saying that word. <laughs> BDM. Please never, please BDM. never do that again. Okay. And, and that's, it, it's, it's an internet How about this? Boss BDM. energy. I, I thing. It shouldn't come from a very white man. Oh, okay. Boss that's energy right. Magneto. Just like F, F all y'all. Yeah, so let's let's dive right in. So yeah. um, let's start with House of X number one. Uh, the very first but scene. Two, sto- two stories that are one. Two stories that are one. Uh, and it's funny because every pretty much every big relaunch now has a miniseries before it. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, no offense to all the ones that I've read, uh, none of them are super important. I don't think. No. I think they're setups, which is fine. You're right. There. Are this setups. is truly like this is just like a new series, and then we're getting the new I'll series. Be, after I'll that. be honest. After reading the last issue, which is basically issue twelve, I was like, if this was just a out of continuity X Men maxi series, that'd be awesome. T- to be fair, nine tenths of it is. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. A, oh my god, it's such an it's such a such a uniquely told story for Marvel, especially <laughs> like they don't go this 
big and, yeah. and experimental. Yes. And this Hickman has put a complete series into a big X-Men relaunch. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. So I just want to comment really quick about how I feel masterful Hickman's storytelling is in these uh, 12 issues. There's a reason he's... He's as big so, as he is. I mean, obviously, issue number one, um, House of House of X number one, we get a Magneto talking to the ambassadors, and and the very first page, we get um, this Charles yeah, we have Xavier. To start, we have to start with the pod people, yeah, because Charles Xavier oh, with um, Scott and Gene of these like pot these like eggs. He's like to me, my X Men. You're like the frack is this, and then in issue number two or issue one of Powers of X, we see this guy. This guy right here, Nimrod. Nimrod. Yeah, he's an he's an old school X Men villain. I had well, he's I was, like he's a, he is an AI Sentinel. He's the highest yeah, of Sentinels. The highest of Sentinels. Yeah. I, I kind of figured that he was yeah. the highest of the high. But once we get to Nimrod in uh, year one hundred, I'm like, what is going on? Okay, so I, we have to go a little bit issue by issue because there's to, stuff we have to set up. To, right. to be honest with you, starting with the pod stuff that yeah. you were saying, uh, reading this week to week because you guys didn't correct, like you didn't read this I, week to week. You basically I, did it more or less as a trade this week. Yeah. Yes. Um, Ryan and I were doing week to week, and then I think we both reread the whole thing. Yeah, I read it all this. over yeah, yeah. again. Yeah, um, but doing week to week when the second house issue dropped, the Moyer um, one. Yes, the Moyer one. Uh, by the time I was reading the rest of it week to week, I'd forgotten all about the pods. Yeah. By that point, I'd forgotten. Uh, I'm a big part of uh, comic Twitter, and I love talking all about this all day on Twitter. So, like, speculation from the very beginning was, like, is this is Professor X the maker? Is this pod stuff, like, completely irrelevant? Like, we don't know what any of this means. And all the X-Men are acting really out of character. I had to stay far away from... uh from uh, Twitter, well, from Twitter, yeah, mm-hmm. from you, sadly, you specifically, because no, I, yeah, because you will also hashtag X spoilers was around for a while. Yes, that that which saved you, some lives. Which was great. Like our, did you like our conversation with Mike on X spoilers? Which one? We, if, where it was a me, Brandon, and a uh, uh, Mike saying we were t- we were riffing on you, but oh, that's fine. Because, I don't care because the, because the X spoilers we weren't actually riffing. No, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the X spoilers thing, and Mike was like, "Hey guys, if we tag X spoilers, he won't see this. So let's talk bad about." It. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's awesome! That's a good trick. Also, uh, X spoilers is a very uh, very necessary thing because people wanted to spoil this book for people who haven't read it. Why? And because they're assholes. No, you know I the mean, internet. Yeah, there is an. I don't. Let's not say. Let's not say. Uh, there is an element of people just being excited and wanting to share yeah. their excitement yeah. on yeah. Twitter. So for uh, let's talk about House of X. Like we're talking about it, but uh, the main crux of this issue is is a tour of Krakoa uh, with the ambassadors of various different places uh, with Magneto and the separate cuckoos and uh, they they talk about these drugs. That yes. the mutants are producing, that Krakoa is producing. Because they put the seeds everywhere. Yeah, they put the seeds everywhere. And Krakoa grows these uh, plants that uh, expand life for five years, gets rid of all diseases, cures cancer and Alzheimer's. Like helps, the, cures diseases of the mind yeah. specifically. Um, and Xavier is willing to give this to to the world. Uh, not give. He is willing to let them pay for it. Yes, pay for it. And uh, he even says, like, I would have done this for free. Yeah. Yeah. In late in the later issues, which uh if but you, you haven't yeah. earned it. You if haven't you earned it. Didn't muck it up. Yeah. Um, so uh it turns out that a lot of those ambassadors are actually plants and uh they're not actually ambassadors. There's like a lot of the world want to see what the hell Xavier and his crazy plan is. Yeah. Uh and somebody has a gun and he's like, Oh, I wasn't gonna use it. And maybe it was like Magneto was like, Of course you weren't gonna use it. You're that's like, how like, that's how it all starts. That's how it all starts. But yeah. I, and he says, I learned one thing that I like it's, you are all wolves, no, he's right? Like, no, some would be offended at a wolf presenting as a sheep, but I've learned hard lessons from your kind, so I know the truth. Yes, you I think you should be German. You're all he's Jewish wolves, but he's German. 
yeah, but I mean, you can be Jewish. No, German. I know. No, I know. You're, yes, you're right. But like, I, I, literally I, just, I don't think he's ever been canonically talked about being, having a, a thick German accent. He should. He sh- no, you're right. He should. Well, I just picked my Vecnito voice on the spot. I haven't had alert. Also, we we're, haven't we're, had time to work with we're it. We're American. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's he's uh, given this like he's just given so much sass to these ambassadors, yes. and I love it. Yes. Yeah. Case. And uh, this, and Jean Grey is giving a tour uh, with some children, and he's like, "Oh, can anyone come to Krakoa on this beautiful island of mutants?" Uh, and she's like, no, only mutants, yep. only people who are not mean to us because humans suck. Yeah. And that's one thing that's the big crux of this, of this entire saga is, uh, Jonathan Hickman said in an interview, most of X-Men's lore has been X-Men karaoke. Mm-hmm. It's not creating original stuff. It's repurposing Sentinels. It's repurposing humans. Take, it's always the same kind of nonsense. And, you know, you always have really good stuff like that does better, but it's always the same stuff. And he's like, I want to, I want to write my own songs. So, uh, the pod stuff, which we'll get into later, is a very is very succinct to that. It's very yeah. very crazy, and it fundamentally changes the X Men forever. It, it, essentially, when I got to that part, I was just like, "Well, comic books, this is some bonkers shit." Uh, so this we have to talk about uh, Magneto and Sabretooth and Toad are at Damage Control because Damage Control is the place. You mean where Mystique. Mystique? Sorry, you Mystique. said Magneto. Did I say? Mystique? I'm sorry. Thank you. you. Did. Thank you, guys. Sorry, uh, Mystique, uh, the, the the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants who are not evil. Uh, they're going to Damage Control to steal something, but we don't know what it is, right? Some uh, data. Some data. Yeah, and um, they all get away except for for Sabretooth, and he gets captured by the Fantastic Four. Yeah, and Hickman putting the Fantastic Four in his first issue says so much because he loves the Fantastic Four. Which, like he, he, he's written the, maybe the best Fantastic Four since the 80s. Uh, and he mentions Franklin Richards as a mutant. Did you yeah. guys know Franklin Richards was a mutant? Not yes, until you I told did. me. I, yeah? just, I awesome. didn't know this. Yeah, that's a I huge did, thing. I had to ask you, was like, why is he talking about Franklin Richards? And then you told me, because yeah. like, he's a mutant, Ben. Yeah. He's uh, a mutant. So yes, so uh, Sabretooth gets captured and then like one minute later, uh, Cyclops comes out of this portal going, what's up, my guys? What's up, X-Men? And he's like, oh, Mazeltov, Mazeltov, uh, Ben Grimm, you just got married. Awesome. And he's like, oh, thanks, Slim. So he's like, yeah, let's, uh, I'm going to take, take Sabretooth with me. Yeah. And they're like, uh, no, you're not. He killed some people and he broke a bunch of laws, but Cyclops was like, like, yeah, but. Uh, I know it's upsetting, yeah, but. Uh, did you not, you yikes. know about the amnesty, right? This is, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. And uh, then uh, uh, Sue Storm, the great Sue Storm's like, Cyclops, this amnesty, the other thing Xavier do- is doing, what are you guys thinking? And then uh, the, the line of, the, of this issue, maybe besides Magneto, is my family has spent our entire life being hunted and hated. The world has told me that I was less when I knew that I was more. Did you honestly think we were going to stand around while and do nothing about it? And that is so powerful and so and so about the X-Men of always being passive. They're yeah. always passive. They're always right. getting attacked. They are never the attackers. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of people don't, uh, not a lot of people, there are a lot of detractors of this comic who are like, this doesn't feel like the X-Men. I'm like, why not? Do you just want them to be pummeled all the time? You don't think they should defend themselves. And I think this brings up a lot of interesting uh, social points, a lot of political points that we don't really need to get into. But the founding of of their own nation, much like Jerusalem, which is a big, a lot of big... Uh, which is a symbolism of the end yeah. of the yeah. issue. Yeah. Which, is why, which is why Magneto, in Jerusalem. Yeah, which is why Magneto had the meeting take place in Jerusalem. Yeah, it's very... Because there's very a Krakoa poetic. habitat in Jerusalem. Yes, and... Uh, and uh, yeah, this issue is basically kind of just a world building setup issue. Uh, but for a lot of people, it shocked us because uh, uh, Xavier, you don't see his face. Magneto is saying these really crazy it, things. It's, it's so, even to the last issue, it's so telling how important Xavier's face must be. Um, yeah, it, and this, yeah. and this one, I don't, I'm not entirely sure what that would tell them that it's just his body language wouldn't. Yeah. Um, 
but the, this the, is this is just not the same Xavier. No, and the thing is, I'm um, talking about the Phantom X thing. I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's uh, not him. Uh, yeah. So for people who don't know, uh, Phantom X is an X Men character created by Grant Morrison, um, and Xavier uh, transferred his consciousness into his body, and that's why he's walking. Uh, I don't think they're showing his face because Hickman likes people in giant masks. That's the thing he does. I, after reading all twelve issues, I firmly still believe this is Charles Xavier. I think he has to be connected to. Uh, uh, Cerebro almost at all times. Yeah, to especially for what he can do, yes. I ha- he has to be. Yes. Especially he has, with well, he has like what one one point I think later where he takes it off. Yeah, and we still just see him from the back. And, and yeah. yeah, and the one time that was, that was like a, that was like a monthly a month earlier. That was yeah. a flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, in one of the later issues. But um, if you notice the the Cerebro is implanted on Krokoa itself when he's not wearing it. Mm-hmm. It's because it's transferring information. Right. And we will get into all of that crazy nonsense about minds and well, having I, I wanted I wanted to bring up uh there's a there's a fan theory online about about, about uh Moira McTaggart possibly being Xavier in this situation. That, um I I I would have been okay with that rumor if we don't see Moira later. <laughs> well, we don't see I don't I we don't see Moira until uh, even at the end of the book. Don't don't do we? Yeah, she the, she ta- it, she has tea with Magneto and Xavier. No, that, that's a flashback though. Yeah, but it's only a month before. Well, I know once once he puts on that helmet full time yes. and and like dons the outfit. We know. Ne- I, I don't. I don't recall seeing Moira McTaggart after you don't. We've caught up. No, she faked her death for for twenty years. I know, but yeah, but she shouldn't she be around? Is she still? dead officially in the yes. movie? Okay. Yes. No, she is specifically... Okay, so we're going to jump a little bit to the end. Um, she is specifically hiding because she doesn't people. She doesn't want knowing people that she's that she's alive because... Specifically Destiny. Well, Destiny's dead yeah. uh, but they, in this timeline. But she can be brought back. Yes, and that's, oh, that's such a good point because uh, real quick, guys, Mystique and Destiny are a couple from the from the late 80s uh, and Destiny died. She's an old blind woman who can, who can tell the future. Uh, and it's one of the first like real lesbian romances that's not talked about. And it's not... They don't say it in the comic but they talk about how much they love each other and it's like really it's like a really powerful connection and the fact that hickman is bringing this character back after such a long time is so cool and it's so showing that moira does not want her to come back which we will talk about when we get to house of x2 and the reason why moira doesn't want her coming back so let's just jump into powers of x right oh boy do you guys like timelines i actually do i I'm, I'm, i do too i just there's at, a lot of it it was con- at first to me it was very confusing yeah it's understandable. it was like when we like the first uh, page you open up a set it has um, classic Z- classic Xavier and then uh, Fishbowl Xavier, mm-hmm. uh, Nimrod, and the librarian. Yes. Right. And the first time you see the librarian, people on Twitter were like, excuse me, <laughs> what is this? I was also like, um, waiter? Yes. And, Who and is this? For, for, for this issue, we assume this was one timeline. Yeah. We assume this is just, you know, years 1, 10, 100. This is uh-huh. one, yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, but this, this, these are not uh, X0, X1, they are not years. They are powers of magnitude. That's why powers of X, it's not about years, because uh, there is no official real timeline like the DC Universe. Uh, it's orders of magnitude of intensity and crazy things happening. Hey, Dan, it's a stupid stupid idea. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Sorry, this is the Marvel podcast right now. Um, I already Oh, what was my point I was making? Oh, yeah, it's orders of magnitude, so it's not like year 10, year 100. Uh, it's just like in power, uh, levels of craziness of things happening. Which is it's, why, it's a scientific term. Which is why it was uh, um, the X0, X1, X2, X3 was an, was an exponent. Yeah. Yeah, yes. so you get it. Yeah, I did not know that. Yes, a yeah. lot of yeah. That's uh, why it's powers of ten. Yeah, this is a pa- this book is called powers of ten, not powers of x. Interesting. Yes. Oh, I thought you were because that's the only timeline that's real. You guys are getting it. Oh Thank my you, god! Man. Thank you, Jonathan Hickman. <laughs> I j- no, I thought you were you just were messing with us when you no, said powers, powers of, of ten. 10. Yeah. it's house of x and powers of ten. 
I didn't also. Get, I also, always just said I always call it powers. Of there X. are no, really good it. Twitter uh, uh, theories that say this could also be House of House of X or House of Ten. Excuse me, but right. uh, we don't need to get in that. But this issue. Holy shit! I gotta read this whole thing over again, knowing that. Damn. Uh, I, I probably will. Uh, so this issue, the uh, Powers of X, starts with Charles Xavier in in the very beginning of of his career, uh, walking around in a fair in Scotland, having a great all time. He's he's swell. Nothing bad's gonna happen today, right? And then he meets a beautiful young woman, and she's like, "Oh, hey, Charles, you seem like you're having a great day." Myra Taggart. Yeah, uh, and he's like, wait a minute, how do you know my name? Have did we you, met before? Did you know it was Moira right yeah. off the bat? I did because I knew Moira was in this book from Jonathan Hickman telling us that. <clears> I, I, I just assumed. I didn't know who I she, just assumed from appearance. Yeah. I didn't know who yeah. she was. And then when she said, go ahead, Charles, read my mind, he goes, ah, one of the things I love about uh, Jonathan Hickman writing, especially this, payoff. We yeah. see that scene play out three more times right. as the series goes on. And I'm like, what is the significance? It's not until the last issue we get it. It's like, oh, Shit! It's not a dream if it's a real. Yeah, because what that's, she says that's my favorite line in this whole yeah. series. Yeah, uh, yeah, because he's talking about like you know I'm having I'm having a oh my red thing's coming off. Uh, oh, that's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm just you know I have I have this dream and I'm like, I feel really good about it. And we learn later Moira is gonna destroy this man and break him and yeah. turn him into something he is not anymore. But yeah. at this point, she's like, oh Charles, uh, we I gotta show you something real quick. Well, I, I will not lie, Powers of Ten threw me for a loop. Of, uh, Powers of Ten it, number it's one, the, it's, it's it threw supposed me for a loop to because we get. We get the scene with Nimrod in the year 100. We see Nimrod old man is Wolver- the greatest character. We see guys. old man Wolverine and apparently Krakoa, whom I actually thought was Groot when I first saw him. Me too. Yeah, that's fair. Me too. Yeah, we, there was again lots of theories on who this person could be. So many obscure X Men characters. Yeah. Well, they, and then, they say, don't they? Yeah, they say he says like the person who who I, I took the body of over who is Cipher, yeah. who we see later. Uh, so it's a merge of uh, Krakoa and Cipher. Okay, yeah. I right. mean. But once I thought this, I actually did think this was one thing. Like the like you're supposed to. Like we get powers that we get um, Krakoa being established, and then because obviously that, that bastard. Sorry, Ben, sorry. because that bastard Hickman doesn't tell us the rest of the timeline. He stops the timeline yeah, in the yeah. back of the book at yeah. a certain point. Yeah, he's good so at that. What? So I didn't ca- catch on until halfway through. Like when I was first reading, I was like, okay, so no matter what, they're gonna fail. They're gonna, we're gonna get Nimrod, and then they're gonna just ascend to a higher purpose, Thank and you, it's ben. gonna get weirder. You, yeah. you brought to, you brought up another yep. thing that I wanted to say. So one of the things that I was not used to, uh, having only read a few X Men, uh, sorry, a few Avengers, yeah, that Hickman did was uh, you dropped your thing. It's fine. Um, was all the text. That was explaining things. Yeah, that was explaining things. Oh yeah, in, oh, in the God. bits in between Guys, the, the blurbs. The first time, very important. The yes. first time yes. that I saw it talking about the sinister pits, and I saw two pages of full dialogue, and I'm like, "Thank you, Jonathan," because <laughs> this this is what he does in every single, and especially his image books, pages of like he's writing books. And normally, books. normally when I see stuff like that, I go, "Oh no!" But I'm reading this, I'm like, "No, this is helping me understand wonderful world building. It's under make me understand what is going on here as someone who is." Very, very uh, disattached to the X Men franchise, comic wise. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this gives you honestly. Th- this whole series gives you little bits of the entire lore. So you're like, this yeah. is cool. This is cool. This is cool. So yeah. when you go back and read stuff, it makes sense. Well, that's uh-huh. what, so. That's why I wanted to know about. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask about Nimrod because mm-hmm. you'd see because in the book, uh, Hickman explains that a Nimrod is a is a point in history that always that has to ha- that has to be. Yes, stopped. there are certain things in history that just cannot be stopped. And so, and Nimrod is one of them. And yeah. like it. it creates an ascending scale of what happened and how Nimrod is produced. Yes. So I wasn't sure if they were... Wait, I'm sorry, clarify. Uh, isn't it that? Isn't it what it said that um, the development of the AI that creates the Sentinels is unpreventable, but a Nimrod doesn't have to happen? Oh, that's yes. correct. Yes. 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 Then, a- so that whole thing is they're trying to find a way to prevent yes. Nimrod yeah. because Nimrod. they can stop him. So that's what I wanted to ask. Yes, you're, that's uh, right. If, if Nimrod 
was always an X-Men character, this is another retcon. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Quick side note, when I first read Nimrod, I couldn't stop laughing because I always heard Nimrod as a lame schoolyard sure, yeah. insult. So it's actually like a religious name. Oh, I, I think yeah. it's less uh, true to say, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. Ryan, but I think it's less true to say retcon more than like expansion on pre-existing lore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like all those... It's all not invalidating anything that came yes. before, but it is expanding it. Right, but so if Nimrod was always a villain that they have fought, yeah. how can they... <clears throat> they can't prevent it anymore well, because it's already happened. Well... Or is it? Yes. Th- this is another. This is a specific type of Nimrod that we don't. Uh, this is, like, I think, specific. To- oh, this Nimrod is in a different timeline. So the Nimrod from our timeline is is completely separate. But uh, they try yeah. to stop the creation of Nimrod because yes. of the mother. Because the the, the, the mother, mother se- the Sentinel, the mother, the, the mother, mother mold. mold, the mother mold who makes yes. master molds who make create sentinels. sentinels. Right. Because if once the once the mother mold goes online, that leads to the creation of Nimrod. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. You're right. Yes. But yes. Um, Nimrod's already created. So uh, my my 70s and 80s X Men. Uh, I'm I'm trying to work through it, guys. There's a lot. Uh, it's not as it's not as good as my modern X Men. Uh, I just know Nimrod was. A villain from the past. Um, he that could, is that he, is right. But he could have. I guess. Well, I guess Hickman could have just been like, okay, that's that's just done. We're now. gonna retcon that and, and put it and put it here. Yeah. Not so much ex- an expansion thing, but like the, uh, an element that's not as widely known. Oh no! It's beca- so, so. Excuse me. <sighs> Nimrod is not a singular character like 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 Wolverine. Mm-hmm. It, it it's it is a like a sentinel. So like there have been multiple Nimrods. So that's that's confusing. So, we, but, this, we, but this specific Nimrod yes. can be should be prevented yes. because it's a specific type of Nimrod. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The 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 one in the forge. I'll be into. I'll and, accept that. And isn't yeah. it uh, just further clarification? Isn't it that with the stuff. establishment of this, Moira McTaggart stories in the past are now not necessarily stories that happened in this timeline anymore. None of them did. Right. All okay. So when we get to the next, let's let's get through this issue real quick so we can get to the. Big I mean, issue. I mean, like, I mean, like non Hickman stories. Oh, okay. I so, mean, Moira McTaggart involves stories in the past where she's been playing different sides. They're yes. now previous lives, no, not no, the same timeline. No, okay. No, that's and and the further we get into this book, the more we realize uh, the entire six one six canon. Moira has has all this stuff has still happened the same way, and if. I know because you guys haven't read a lot of X-Men, uh, it's hard to see that, but a lot of Moira's text, especially at the end of these books, like when she gets into her own like uh, textbook and stuff, uh, explains that like this happened in X-Men number one, this happened in Uncanny X-Men 150, this happened in blah, blah, blah. And you have to know the X-Men, not like I do, like Twitter does yeah, to figure so, that out. So basically what, so basically what you're saying uh, <clears throat> is we've, we've, we are, have always been, 616 has always been the 10th life of Moira yes. Montaggart. So, okay, so the very first appearance of Moira Montaggart in the 70s or 80s, she's a housewife and she comes out with a machine gun. Why would... Do you know why... Do you why know, would she have a machine gun? That's so weird. You know what he can do with that? What? He can make another Secret Wars. I don't... They Leave it alone for a little bit. No, but I'm thinking yeah. like... Because if she dies, it re- resets the timeline. Yeah, I just retweeted something like, it's so ballsy of Hickman to like Moira so much that he makes her the crux of the entire universe. Because yeah. if she dies, the Marvel Universe stops. Yeah. That is so ballsy so for he, them to do that. He can do another, he can do another sequel. He really thing. could. And that's why, oh man, I, I'm just thinking about the future of the stuff we're going to talk about. Like all the planning that she's doing that involves like the failings and like getting a world mind to, to like uh, cheat death. Like all that stuff from year 1000 is what she's trying to lead to and which we'll, we'll get into. Uh, but let's just quickly uh, finish Pox 1 real quick. Uh, Mystique and Toad return with a flash drive for, to, for Xavier. That they got, from, that they got from the first issue from Damage Control. And she's like, here you go. Uh, but I have more demands because this was tough to get. And, and, and he's like, okay, sure. But I have more demands as well. Uh, and he's like, that's not really fair. And he's like, we are building a better world, Mystique. Everyone who wants to live in it is owed something. 
and I'm like, you like every, it's like John John Smith owes, and, owes something. something. It's like John Smith and Pocahontas. Like if you wanna if you wanna eat, you gotta work. It's like that. Everyone has to contribute. Uh, so let's just jump right into uh, House of X number two, guys. The, bi- the truly the biggest issue, the one that threw me for a the, good look. Honestly, probably the, the biggest issue of the year in comics. Like because truly the biggest retcon, the craziest thing to happen in comics. In this is where we get the more McTaggart idea of the of the other lives, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. This is where like the many lives of Myra X. Oh man, I'm just looking through this book. I need my notes. I don't need the book. All right. Yeah. So the thing is, this book opens up talking about uh, where are we at. All right, cool. It so, talks about the first life of Myra X. So immediately the first line is in my Moira's first life. And you're like, first life. We've only seen I her th- in I, one life. I thought when I first read that, I was like, oh, so like before she met Xavier. Yes. Like her, mm. se- like people. Said like, Not so much an actual life, just like a part of her life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, nope. No. So she lives a normal life. Uh, there's no. By the end of the first page, she dies. Yeah. 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 And she lived a normal life. She lived to be like 76. Uh, uh, she, you know, she had a family and she died at a ripe old age. Right. And then uh, her second life, and she wakes up in her mother's stomach, and she's fully conscious, fully conscious, and she has uh, every memory that she had in her last life as a fetus as soon as she's born. Uh, that's terrifying, you guys. Yeah. But there's a great line that talks about how she was like in like a zen, a zen. Oh yeah, uh, she was comfortable there. She was comfortable because like her, like uh, being in the womb is like a very zen kind of thing, and so like it didn't bother her very much. But. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, her second life uh, 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 leads. It's pretty much the same thing, kind of like she's still learning and she figures out and she sees Xavier, but she doesn't really do anything. Uh, and then she, oh, she goes. Sorry, she goes to see Xavier and she dies in a plane crash. Yes, in her second life. So yes, th- because Xavier goes on TV and says, "My name is Charles. My name is Charles. I must Xavier, go meet known him. as Professor X. I'm a mutant." She has to go, but dies in a plane crash. Yes. Then she stays. Then she's then her third life. She stays away yep. from from Professor from Charles realizes that hey we, this is a curse and creates the cure for yes. mutants yeah uh and this is uh this is something that happens in the 80s uh she she flip-flops a lot uh it's oh. something you know so many writers write the x-men like it's going to happen with so many characters but she's a human and her allegiances uh flip-flop uh depending on who writes her she was a human she was a human <laughs> that's some shit right <laughs> and, uh but her mutant powers don't um um, manifest kick until, in until she's 13 yeah so if she died before that then she'd just be dead yes uh which is now crazy. her now especially her in her third life her talk with her in destiny destiny is such an awesome character you guys and i went back and i read a bunch of destiny comics that she's in on marvel unlimited to find out more about her she's an asina asina she's a senile old blind woman and she's like bffs with mystique and she's like so like passive but also aggressive yeah like she's such a cool character i really like her her bit where she's like uh you know, don't do don't do this shit again, or because I'll know because I can see all your lies. Yeah, all and your Mo- Moira is a void in the world. Like like uh, sh- uh, Destiny can see like the future at all times, and Moira is a void. Yeah. So like it, she's like out of reality, which is and super she, crazy. And she's like, if you when you are back, I will have been attuned yes. to what you to what you are, yes. and I will find you. Uh, yeah. So uh, Moira's like, uh, just because a cure's out there doesn't mean it's you know it's going to oh. be like used. And she's like, there's this, a- yeah, and there's this great line that Destiny says, "I see ten lives, Moira." Maybe eleven if you make the right choice, but at the end, that uh, uh, if you make the right choice, at the end. But that is all. And she's like, "How is how is that possible? You are born each time with the knowledge of the previous life, but you, but if you die as a child before immune powers manifest, then you will not reincarnate." Yeah. So basically, she's she basically Moira. What <clears throat> Moira is doing now yeah. becomes becomes like, well, I only have the 
last life because I might not make the 11th. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, Mystique and Destiny obviously don't want a cure. So uh, uh-huh. they burn her alive by Pyro burns her alive. Yeah. Uh, he's like, she's like, I want I, you to feel this and I want you to remember this. Yeah. So when you wake up, you know not to do this shit again. And then it's just, you're one of us. And then it's just yeah, this, heavy. Yeah. this great um, expansion of her going to Charles, eventually falling in love with Charles, marrying him, and still dying by the sounds. Then her going to Magneto, raging hold with on, real hit. quick. Hold on, hold on, yeah, go, go. No, sorry. Uh, so yeah, Life 4, it's it's almost exactly the 616. Yeah. It starts with the original five, and then it gets the new X-Men, and then it does uh, the, the Phoenix Five, uh, the Avengers vs. X-Men, and uh-huh. it's called The Lost Decade. Yeah. That's a good touch, man. That's a really funny touch. <laughs> uh, and then uh, and then, then they all die, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Life 5, she does the opposite. She walls off from society. She creates uh, a legion of mutants. Her and Xavier create a legion of mutants in a stronghold. Stronghold's an important word in this series, you guys. Uh, and Sentinels come and kill them anyway. It seems like no matter what she does... And uh, then, they can't and, win. And wasn't it wasn't uh, one of their lives. She goes to kill the Trask family. So we yes. go from life five to life seven. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. Yeah. Life seven is her being a super assassin. And if you guys notice, she's wearing an X-Force costume. She's part of X-Force. She is X-Force. Uh, that's super dope. She kills Bolivar Trask. She kills a bunch of people who... She kills the next Trask and the next yeah. Trask. Uh, and she kills not just them, but other people who are involved in you know creating AI, creating machines, because she thinks that's the best way to stop Sentinels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't. She seem describes it like, like fire, they'll always find this. Yes. Oh, there's, yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's a scene of where she finds a Sentinel being built, and a then Sentinel, the Sentinel comes to life and kills her. But, yep. And that's where she realizes that there are things that are fundamentally, that cannot be changed. Yes. Humans will always create Sentinels. Yes. Uh, so we can go to life eight and she's like, all right, so I tried all these different ways, you know, Xavier, blah, blah, blah. Maybe Magneto's my guy. Uh, and Magneto fails hard. <laughs> and that's a yeah. bummer. I, like, then, I really like Magneto's death in that moment. Dude, it's like yeah. all the Avengers against and the, Magneto. Yeah. And the, yeah, dude, yeah. The art, the art, we did not mention the art in this book. This book is incredibly dr- well drawn. Both of these issues. Uh, it's RB Silva and, and Pepe Larraz. Uh, yeah, beautiful stuff. This, oh, hold on. Let me show it to the camera. Oh, ben, so. I'm going to, I'm going to be posting it up here. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I'm gonna post it up here. Don't you cool. worry. But yeah, Make that, sure to post not that picture. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna post something real gross. Yeah, but uh, then the next one is, is the best life. It's this is the coolest life, you guys. Yeah, because she's with Apocalypse. Yeah, she becomes a, a horseman of the Apocalypse. And here's something fun fact: you don't she have does, she she doesn't become a horseman of the Apocalypse because they hire four more four more people. Well, hold for on, the look apocalypse. real quick, Ben. Since you're on it, see, yeah. there's only four people there though. Yeah. No. Uh, th- see, one, two, three, four, five. No, but he doesn't count as the four as the four Apocalypse. I'm pretty sure she's she she looks yeah, like Yeah, there's a, yeah, in this next uh Okay, so page. she is an apocalypse. Yeah. Then I misread. She's a horseman. Uh, but yeah. she I, I like that they designed her to look just like him. Yeah, yeah. And, and um even though she Same. is she's great. Yeah. Even though she is a mutant, um you don't have to be a mutant to be uh, empowered empowered yeah, to be a horseman, to be empowered by apocalypse. Moon yeah. was, and there's also Moon this, was an apocalypse. So it was Venom. There's yeah. also this great um scene of apocalypse fighting Nimrod yeah. and she's talking about Which how I give didn't him catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch mm-hmm. that. But she's talking about if humans wanted a war, it if their machines right did, all of it's right there. Then they would give them without end. Fun it's fact, you guys: a constant war. There is a issue of Fantastic Four, like almost ten years ago, that talks about Franklin Richards from the future saying, "Hey, do you remember when we fought Nimrod?" It's just he's the type of guy who his own stories are his own chronology, like his own history of the Marvel universe. Like it's truly great stuff. Uh, so. Uh, ben, can you that's can you? How, that's how you should write comics. Yes, one hundred percent. You have to be really good and stick with it. Um, can you please read that that page right there where evil fetus baby is revealed, and it's like the scariest panel of the year. Ryan, I thought you never asked. Thank you. And then, and then, after all the lives lost, after the end of all the wars, armed with the knowledge that all the old ways and all the old ways of thinking would never be enough to save her people, she decided to try something truly revolutionary. And in Myra's tenth life, 
She decided she and Charles Xavier would break all the rules. Moira. The it's Moira. 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 Yeah. No, no, that's it. But that break all the rules. And then it cuts to the scene of her and Charles in the park again at the fair. Yeah. And it once again, uh, payoff God. when uh, she sits down and is like, go ahead, Charles, read my mind. He goes, ah. Oh. Uh. oh, no. And it just cuts there. And yeah. it goes to the timeline of Moira. Yeah, I like yeah Moira. Um, I like the a thing in this book that I forgot all of a sudden. I think the apocalypse one is like truly the most insane. Like I am willing to start murdering a bunch of people if it if it truly. No, I'm saying she was already killing like Bolivar Trask, but yeah. I will join Apocalypse, who is a super villain. She so it was so like I, we, I woke up Apocalypse early. Yeah, we jumped past uh, Powers of X one kind of quick. Yeah, um, it's it's hard, you know. Uh, Rasputin. Um, and we, oh, oh shit! Yeah, we, we really talk, we really didn't talk about it's it. Hard, oh, it's hard. Oh, yeah. Nim, Nimrod Nimrod's uh, uh, whole interrogation, putting her, the Silabel uh, uh, in a bath, mm-hmm. and the way he says it, and he's and he's just got so much charisma and everything. Silabel mm-hmm. um, says, it will, "If it takes a thousand years, uh, 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 we will endure and erase you from existence." And Nimrod says, "That's the spirit. I love it." Uh, there are two sassy yeah. when, when he looks at uh, looks at the other and he's uh, like I want to put her in the bath please put her in the bath fine oh. and he's like eee! that's right Nimrod is very like yes sad. and also if you read the issues like very well like uh, Nimrod is the most emotional character in that book yeah because the others are like Which on the verge because he is uh, he is the, the god of machine I, I thought of it because I was looking ahead at the, the powers of X2 I'm, I'm glad and yeah. it's the one where he's uh, got the, the guys in front of him and, he and they make him. like an offhanded comment he's like I'm sorry it's it's just been long hours and he's like I and then the other's like uh, I, I won't do it again I don't agree with him and he's like I don't believe you and he yeah. kills both oh, of yeah, them like, the, the soldier's like oh yeah keep on talking to yourself and he's like excuse me yeah um, I'm so that's such I'm so glad you mentioned that because there's a lot of great stuff in year 100 because yeah, we didn't talk about Rasputin Rasputin like, Cardinal Silabel uh, yeah um, Rasputin's the one with the awesome sword right and yes. old man Wolverine there with them yeah so oh boy okay who's gotta, the guy with the green helmet that is a guy named North he is a chimera which is a mutant hybrid of uh, gotcha. Quicksilver Magneto uh, a bunch of other characters. Yeah, because I did read the the um, the support text for that. So okay. Cool. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Uh, oh, I, I missed an entire paragraph here. That's why he he makes he makes it look like um, Hickman Hickman has designed it in a way that uh, Xavier and Magneto's friendship was predicated on Moira's information of these past nine lives, mm-hmm. uh, and even and even then Magneto was like. No, I, I don't want to do this. Specifically, yeah, later in issues we talk about it, but uh, there are specific moments in Moira's text where she's like, we've lost Magneto, and mm-hmm. that's directly a reference to X-Men number one uh, that was relaunched in 1991 with Jim Lee and Chris Claremont, where Magneto went bad again. Right, yeah. right, like, right. There are so the many diary. moments, yeah. Yeah. There are yeah. so many moments that, that tie directly to old X-Men that's like, Man, goddamn! When, you're so cause good. Because when, when she's, because when it says we lost Magneto, I was like, "But well, you just got him. Yeah. How could you lose him?" Yeah. Once this, again, this, I thought this was one cohesive timeline, and it's not. And when you get to like, well, you're 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 zero. Why X zero and X one are one timeline? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Uh, and we'll get to it later. Of like, there's characters called the Five, right? The most important mutants right now, and some of those characters are very young, so they had to wait until those more mutants were born and their powers manifested. So yeah. this is a long term plan. Yes. A very long term plan. Uh, so you're not I, even oh. guaranteed gold balls, honestly. God, we will get to gold balls. <laughs> he gets his own page, baby. Oh. Let's talk about the Sinister breeding pits on Mars, guys, real quick. Sinister is an awesome character. He's one of the coolest. He's one of the, he's the only X Men villain I have an action figure of because he's so cool. For those uh, for those of you at home, uh, we have already gotten many awesome characters, and oh, there will yeah. be many more. Oh yeah. Um. So Sinister betrays the mutants, and he teams up with with the machines, and he creates these things called Hounds, which are uh, mutant honey mutants. 
and he creates these things called chimeras, which are just like a, a fuse of a bunch of different mutants. And on the fourth generation, the batch is so bad that 40% of them kill everyone that they're near. They commit mass suicide. And I'm like, this is an ex- this is a Marvel comic book. And we're talking about mass suicide. Yeah. And I'm like, this is some heavy shit, man. This is so cool. Uh, let's see. I got a quote from, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, Cardinal, there's a lot of names, Cardinal and Rasputin are fighting a bunch of, uh, uh, Sentinels, and, uh, she says, that's your problem, Cardinal, you forgot machines have no souls, and humans lost theirs a long time ago. Oh, that's, 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 a great line. that's all Hickman, that, this is the shit that I eat up, like, AIs and souls and what does it mean to be human, all that stuff, this is my jam. Uh, let's see, so yeah, uh, he made, Sinister made war against mutants because he's all in it for himself, even though, even though, uh, he's a mutant in our timeline, he's not a mutant technically in other timelines, I guess, yeah. whatever. Um, well, yeah, he, he killed, he's like, I experimented with putting the mutant gene in me and I didn't like it. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm the one with the mutant gene. Yes. And I love it. And I don't know if you guys noticed, but when we jump from year 100 to year 1000, there's a silo bell in a, in a, in a, in a bath still. Yep. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's it, it, go to the page. It's in that. It's what, in that issue. Yeah, that's ten. It's yeah. the it's the it's the tell to be like this is one timeline. It may be things are happening uh, rather interestingly. Um, so uh, all the stuff with Cardinal and uh, uh, Rasputin happen, and then we jump to year one thousand where Silo Bill is still bathing. Uh, Nimrod the Greater is a little robot. Yeah, hanging out with this guy called the Librarian. Uh, and little Nim- Who I thought was a child. Yes. And the little Nimrod creates a collective consciousness of mutantdom, which is a living database of homo superior. Uh, that is kind of familiar to some stuff that's happening later on, guys, we, with Charles Xavier. Isn't that crazy? Uh, we, we, we hear that uh, later on that these, that these people that we see on Earth now are post-humans. Yes, they have, they've uh, uh, not ascended, but uh, which we'll get into later, which is the whole crux of the thing, is like humanity will always be the enemy of, of, of the X-Men. It's not Sentinels, it's not AI, it's humanity itself, yeah. no I, matter what. And I, re- I really like that, that you know, the post-humans are like, yeah, Homo Superior thought they were the next step, but they didn't yeah. know about us or no. like things yeah. like that. So. Uh, and that's, I have so many quotes from like the last, it's really it's the last issue that cements all that stuff. Yeah. But um, did you say anything else you want to bring up from uh, um, the, this comic that we're talking about before the next time we're talking about? <laughs> from Powers of X1? Yeah. No, I just wanted us to actually I'm so talk glad. about Thank some you. of that stuff. So, yeah. Thank you. I took a lot of notes, but eventually I had to stop taking so many notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, pa- Powers of X2, right? Yes. Uh, we start with Magneto getting recruited. Uh, and this is, I this love such, that scene. It's so beautiful because it shows, uh, there's a great scene of Magneto uh, getting revealed all the timelines and a, and a page of all the battles that Magneto went through. Uh-huh. One of them, he's fighting an evil-looking Krakoa. Yeah. Araco, maybe, who might be a villain in X-Men. Right there. Beautiful yep. page. Yep. I'm going to put it up right there, baby. Uh, and like the, the page of him like, uh, 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 like crying almost. And it's like, this is, this is all for naught. And I'm like, the Magneto's whole thing is like, I am not like Charles. I need to do things my way. Oh, shit. None of the ways work, I guess. Also, both. That, to- yeah. Sorry, Ben. This is what's interesting about this book. Basically, Charles in the House of X, Charles or Powers of X1. I don't know. They all line together. Yeah. Where, where Charles says to Magneto is like, both of our ways aren't working. Yeah. We, 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 we need, we need to change. Yeah. We need yeah, to change. I just want to say to both artists for House and Powers, those artists, every time they draw Magneto, his face isn't almost always in shadow. Yeah, especially Sinister, in yeah. especially in the uh, um, powers or in House One, he's, he's he's in shadow. Even when they first meet, uh, when Myra uh, Moira and uh, I'm, I'm not gonna get her name. Dude, right, it's fine. Sorry. It's fine. When her and Xavier go meet him and recruit him for um how, for House, I'll tell you. And what. his face is like completely when in shadow, and then he takes the helmet off, and it's perfectly clear. When uh when he's in when in the co- in the old comics when he's in villain mode, more shadow. Oh, okay. 
That's that's kind of gives you makes, when the timeline happens. Makes sense. Yeah. But still, even after that, even after Krakoa is established, he's still in shadow, and I yeah. love it. Is, uh, is Her the, truth is profound and life changing. We always lose. Is the other island an old X Men foe, or is that new for the series? Uh, uh, uh that is completely new. Okay, having a another entity that they broke apart and Krakoa wants to be whole again is a brand new idea mm-hmm. but it was referenced in an old comic that someone just said randomly I think Krakoa's trying to like rebuild itself or something weird and never brought up again so it's just Hickman pe- cherry picking so continuity I had a, so I had a question about one of the maps because you know there's a couple of times where we see the Krakoa map and mm-hmm. then there's another one which is island too is that the other island or um, is that no. part of Krakoa no that is so much like uh, it doesn't reveal like timeline stuff uh, until later uh, it shows us one map and then it shows us like an updated map basically Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, I, because it does say site two, which I thought was it like. Um, was I, I think island. it's. I think it's still. It might be different. Like They've time gone periods. To site B. Yeah, so I thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I'm not sure. So yeah, I. Um, so I, I was just wondering that because of the big retcon with Krakoa. Yes. How it's one of the first mutants. Uh, Possibly the first. Uh, it's a living island. It is, but I mean, like he could have been born twenty years ago and turned into an island. You know what I mean? Like Apocalypse is still technically the first mutant. Well, I know, but it's established well, that Apocalypse well, and Krakoa I mean, know yeah, yeah, each isn't other. That the whole thing is oh, that you're Krakoa. Right. Yes, yeah, the, you guys are right. Krakoa right. says Brandon, when it's talking yes. to Cipher that like a sword split out of it when it was existing and separated into two separate beings. Oh my gosh, you and, guys. and Apocalypse was there fighting. You're right. That's, you're so right. And that's, that's Limbo. The, that's the sword that the, that um that the girl that the metal girl, Rasputin. 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 That's the sword that they wield. Yes, yeah. it's very similar. And um, uh, uh, magic, who is Colossus's sister, has a sword. Very, it's called the Soul Sword. It's very similar. And that's Limbo is a realm in the Marvel universe, uh, like demons and shit. But he is making it like canon that like the X Men are are part of Limbo and Krakoa is part of Limbo. And it's like it's like merging all these different worlds. And it's nothing. Didn't Jeff Lemire have them based? Yes, in, in Extraordinary X Men, yeah. they were based in Limbo because people blew their shit up. Yeah, good, 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 good job. Doug. Yeah, I read that. I love it. That's I forgot not to bring that up. That's not the best X Men. Pretty good X Men. Um, let's see. So Scott, Scott gets asked to go destroy this mother bold by Papa yes. Xavier. And I love, and I love the way, um, they're the, uh, Xavier and Charles are, or Xavier and Magneto mm-hmm. <laughs> are talking about, and especially the end. And Scott's like, does it need doing? Yes. Then it will be done. Yeah. Scott is a hard man. You guys, Scott is the leader of the X-Men for a reason. If you've only seen the X-Men movies and not read the comics, I'm sorry. People think Cyclops sucks. He doesn't suck. He rules. Well, a lot of, a lot of people, and I'm only saying this because there's, um, our, when I used to work at Earth the Comics, there was an employee who really loved Scott Summers mm-hmm. and really hated how Scott Summers had been had been done since prior to since prior to AVX. Yes, like, there's a long era of, of Scott Summers that people were just like, uh, "This is the worst way to write yes. this character." He uh, he did also get turned into like a terrorist, like Magneto, uh, after Schism in 2009. Like Wolverine became the new Xavier, and and uh, Scott became the new Magneto for, uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, I like that stuff though. Um, so yeah, uh, Nimrod, uh, Nimrod is going to become operational. Like we got to get this shit out right. of the way. Meanwhile, it's interesting that they know Nimrod's going to come online though, isn't it? Yeah. How do they know that? guess we'll find out later. Didn't they just get the data? Thing? But we don't know that yet. They, yeah. they didn't say that's the, uh, the Nimrod's operation because the mystique thing, they didn't say that yet. When we first, when they first like, this is what, this is why we're in Nimrod. But yeah, the, the, it is la- later revealed that it's because yeah. of the reveal in, in Powers of X, yes. which is that the life. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought. I thought you meant okay. I get it now because I was saying like, well, they know because Mystique got the data thing. No, that's how, we, why, how they have the the readers don't it. know. No, okay, yeah, yeah the readers da- don't know. I, the th- the, I, I'm with you now. I, I didn't understand. What yeah, you wasn't were the data about. thing for Orcus? Hey, yeah, uh, Nimrod's gonna come online. Yeah. Guess who did like a parallel mission 
in the far uh, other timeline. Our boy uh, getting data. Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. The hero of the story. Who has, who has Rasputin come, much like Mystique, and yeah. give him a data thing. Yeah, dude. Meanwhile, uh, they'd also lost somebody who had gotten captured. And George Lucas would love this book. It's about poetry. And, uh, and Apocalypse is like, uh, yeah, we always lose. The machines always win. Uh, Apocalypse uh, Apocalypse says, oh, so once he gets that drive from, uh, from Cardinal, he says, give me your eyes, children. For this, I would have sacrificed all of you. It means that much. Such a great line. Because Apocalypse could still be a leader, but he is a savage like murderer. Oh, yeah. It's in this timeline that Apocalypse has four new horsemen. I, I was confused. Yes, it's Old Man Wolverine, Zorn, Magneto, and uh, Kokoa. Yeah. yeah. Kokoa and Cypher, who is the coolest character of all yeah. time, guys. Um, and this is where Nimrod ices those uh, yeah, two yeah, dudes yeah. in his. And uh, I forgot what he does after is he picks up one of their skulls and he's like, now where were we? Oh, yes, truth. Oh, please, great Nimrod, give us our truth so that we may know the difference between darkness and light. Well, since you asked so nicely, here it is. <laughs> Nimrod that's, is that's so... Nimrod. <laughs> Nimrod and Sinister are like the sassy the sassy duo in, in the series. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, this is so good. This is like, so fun. Nimrod is so just... He's out, so human. He's so That's what's so there. funny about it. Like, his intelligence is so high. He's like, and he's, he's, a, as, he's as human as he's us. He's a walking mass of nanites. Yeah. Holy we have Zorn here. Guys, Zorn. I love Zorn. Do you, okay, real quick. Do you, know the, do you know the origin of Zorn? No. no. So Zorn originally uh, was Magneto. Oh, he was pretend. It was Magneto pretending to be Zorn to be part of the X Men. Then that was retcon to say no, Zorn's actually Zorn. And then it was retcon again saying no, it was actually Magneto. And then his twin brother Shin shows up like no, we're actually Zorn brothers. So uh, Zorn is a complete mess. In this book, he's radical. I he is like the character I would write. He is like he is super depressed. He just wants to die all the time. And he's like yeah, yeah man, shit's whatever, man. It's Ryan, cool. Doc. That entire explanation. To me, some is summed up in the Spider-Man gif, but a bunch of Zorns just pointing at each other. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. um, it, 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 he's got like a dwarf star exploding. He in has a singularity, a singularity, in his, singularity. Yeah. which basically is just like a nuclear explosion. And it's like a black hole. Yeah, it's like I'll do it. You wouldn't. Please do it. Please do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like, give me death. Just let me die. Right. Like they're like, hey, it's a suicide mission. Sweet. And so, and like, I've never. He, it's a suicide mission. I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Yeah. I know. I'm and like, then, whoa, this dude is metal. And yeah. the, the the girl, the girl's like, you're not gonna do it. And just like, okay, he just pulls his yes. mask that, off. Yeah, that's, that's later. That's, that's, later, that's later, later. But yeah, yeah, that's uh, later. It's it's a great scene. Um, so let's jump real quick to uh, year 1000 with the Phalanx. The Phalanx is an oh. old school uh, X Men villain. Weird thing. They're techno organic virus. I believe stems from them. Well, yeah, they they say in one of the supplementary stuff is that the the techno organic virus. Uh, is implanted it's, by them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so like, so now, now the phalanx is just a giant collective. They're the of reason why Cable has. Yes. The Cable virus. is always fighting off that infection. Yeah. Yes. Um. That's why. And fun fact uh, that I know about the X Men. Cable is so damn powerful, and he's an it, omega level mutant. He's an omega he, level. He was. Mutant. I don't know. If, I don't know if they say it. He is anymore. So he's an. He, as far as we know, he's an omega level mutant, and because of the, the his powers holding back the techno organic virus he is not as powerful as he should be because most actually, of his powers is, is being is being pushed to he, he actually back. might be an omega level mutant. i'm not sure most of the summers clan is or the the gene gray summers group is oh yeah because yeah. gene gray is so damn powerful yeah that's why sinister loves the, the summers family like sinister is all about them because they're the most powerful family yeah uh he loves screwing with them so let's talk about the phalanx the phalanx guys is an interstellar society of a galactic scale that represents an intellect that has total control of a host galaxy yeah Oh boy! What's a host galaxy? Oh Ryan? boy! I don't know. Uh, it's explained in this. No, it is explained in this. Um, they also talk about black holes. Black holes aren't what we thought they were. This is actually a real theory that black holes are giant supercomputers. Uh, that is a truly awesome thing. Watch Interstellar. It's bad. Watch that. Interstellar. Yeah. 
Um, so the 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 librarian uh, uh, and all of these post-human people are trying to ascend into the phalanx, right? They they don't want to die. Uh, they want to be part of the ever-living world, right? Uh, the, if, the, intel, the intellect, Yes, because if you're part of a, like, of a world mind, of this giant hive mind like the phalanx, then you you transcend time and space. You never truly die. You're part of something called a godhead, basically. Yeah. Uh, godhead, it's a great uh, uh, black science run right there. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of the year 1000 stuff that is kind of like... Uh, it's the least, not important, but like the least focused on thing because it's like it's really confusing for most of. Um, yeah, I was extra like the, I mean, we we sit. It's, we, it's the least through line. Of, we yeah. sit. We sit on the on the story and what you one thousand story. Uh, a lot of them are just the next bit of that scene, which is just them talking to the failings. Yeah, it's really yeah. the last. It's issue uh, powers of X six that really cements it all. Like yeah. up until like all the, like all these storylines, these branching storylines, if you will. Talking like the one, obviously the one I most um, I care about the most is the the establishment of Krakoa. Mm -hmm. That's the one I care about the most. Yeah, and then of course we get to the year one hundred. Like I want to know how they fight off Nimrod. How are they able to beat this guy? How, how's how is Wolverine yeah. with Apocalypse? See two characters that I know for all my that, that my knowledge they hate each point. other. This yeah. actually brings up a good point. Part of the reason why year one thousand doesn't like entice is because we don't we we don't ever see. A There's, character yeah. we know. Oh, the only yeah. thing is Nimrod, but that's like a weird. But he yeah. is yeah. now he's because just he's like a drone robot from a uh, Destiny. In yeah. X one hundred, we we still have Magneto and and Wolverine Logan and, and Apocalypse. Yeah. Like we know these characters, but when we get to to X, it's X the most alien. Yeah, yeah, it's the most alien, and that's the point as it gets later on. Yes. But it's difficult to, to not necessarily care, but it's different. Yeah. Enough, it's difficult to invest if we don't. If we don't it's really the least impactful this. until yeah. the end. Those yeah. And then when you reread it all, it all makes sense. Yeah, those yeah. parts, I, I feel, they hit hard. They, they in The payoff is the most. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. The payoff there is, the, yeah. like I said earlier, especially, this man knows how to do a payoff. Especially if you're not paying attention to the timelines in the back of the book. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if, you're, if your society is worthy, uh, you can be consumed and join the collective. Basically, like, you, you won't, you're, you're going to die, but your essence will live es on forever. Essentially, your mind will live on forever. You're, you're ascending and, to, to godhood, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why they call it the ascension. Yes. So let's move on to, uh, so this is the first time we've gone from, you know, house power. Now we're going to powers of X3, just straight from powers of X2 to powers of X3. Uh, hey guys, all humans are slaves. Better to serve in heaven though than rule in human hell because these post-humans don't, don't want to be humans. They want to be better. They don't. They think uh, humans are gross. They think mutants are gross. They want to be the highest level intellect they possibly can. So they're willing to just have their entire planet get eaten by this phalanx, right? That seems kind yeah. of crazy. Which is actually funny because later in a supplement later down the line, they say these uh, phalanx, they're fearful of one thing, and that's Galactus, the eater of worlds. Oh, boy. That's cool. Uh, oh, boy. The Kaluans, <laughs> Brainiacs people, the Kaluans operate the same way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, oh, and uh, and um, mother, how? Oh, not mother mm -hmm. mold, not mother box. Uh, I don't know. Granny well, goodness. <laughs> one of the characters from Black Science is a robot and comes from a similar. Oh, okay, place. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Um, Black Science is red. It is red. Okay, so um, Zorn is talking uh, and he's like, I, "I had more hope for." Okay, so oh, sorry. Uh, so it's this it's this church guy preaching to all these post humans and turning this baby into a techno organic virus baby to be consumed by the phalanx. That's some horrible shit, guys. That's horrible shit, but it's awesome. Uh, Zorn's like, "I wish I I had more hope for humanity, more pride, more grace." Yet here they are in all their glory. And it's not glorious at all, you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we first, now this is where we meet Apocalypse's horsemen. And it's War, Wolverine, Death, Zorn, Pestilence, North, and Krakoa, Famine. Uh, 
I love I love Apocalypse guys. I love the Horsemen. Anytime they show up, they're super dope. Oh, yeah, this whole issue takes place in um, Year One Hundred. Yeah, yes. this is this is the big this is the and big issue the, that explains in the ninth life. Yeah, that we find out life. is the ninth life, and this is where we realize uh, we have to get to it. So they they get this data that we that they learn where Nimrod is going to become operational. This is the life where they learn that. Um, yeah. but Moira. Moira is only a human. She 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 would be dead by now, right? So like we're wondering like how is this how does this still take place? So they get this flash drive or whatever, and they bring it back to Kokoa or to wherever they are. Oh they no, get, sorry, they're they, on asteroid K, which is an asteroid space base yeah. that Magneto once had in the eighties. Well, I just had a, you know what? What's you know what's tragic? <laughs> asteroid K. Jonathan, no, Jonathan Hickman has just inadvertently made. Uh, one of the most tragic uh, th- things about the Marvel Universe, mm. it always has to end. Yeah. Because Moira will die of old age eventually. Which is why all of this failing stuff is so important. Uh-huh. Because I don't know how they're going to get to there. And this is, again, for the very later issues. But this idea of, of uh, uh, cheating death and becoming a godhead means that Moira could die but still live on and the marvel universe would still go on because if she dies the, the 616 is over and i know they're not going to do that they're not going to do a, a entire relaunch unless like, hickman does it again i know he won't though like uh, con, con, he's not he's not a dc guy like that's not what he does um i i think that he in this in the x-men series to come he's going to find a way for moira to be taken off the board uh because moira has been off the board for almost 20 years so he brought her back for this specific story and i think he's going to usher her into godhood somehow mm-hmm. i don't know how uh that's going to be in the next five to ten years of hicksman uh, mm-hmm. hicksman x-men comics uh but we'll find out hicksman um, yeah. so yeah yeah that's the re- the reveal that um so it was about here so i'm 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 reading the series kind of trepidatiously i'm not a huge x-men fan yeah. so i'm kind of going around it's like okay this is good i clearly see talent i love jonathan hickman so i'm like whatever but i never really got like wholeheartedly into it and i was like well it's because probably i'd never read an x-men i never was really into the x-men yeah so uh once the reveal is like and so moira's ninth life ended was the the end the end dialogue i was like holy shit yeah yeah everyone did oh yeah now for me uh i said this before if i don't turn the page and exclaim holy shit i question whether or not i should be pulling this book Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, and when i read that i was like okay Guess he got me. Yeah. yeah. That's where he got me. Uh, like so, the se- second where I said, and and uh, Moira's ninth life ended, I was like, oh. And so ends the ninth life of Moira X. Oh. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed, in every single comic book page, um, there are these little indexes. Let's yes. say like the house of Xavier three, four, all those are actually important. And they tell, they tell little stories about timelines, uh, that I can't get into now cause I still don't know all of it, mm-hmm. but every single thing in the, in these comics is important. And, uh, that's going to be another deep dive that I can do on my own much, much later. Uh, Cardinals asking a hound who is an evil mutant trying to kill him. Uh, hold up. I just want to say, what, do it. damn it, Hickman. Yeah. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> show of hands, people out in the internet. Uh, how many can you, can cite read Krakoa? Apparently, I'm almost there. Yeah. A, a lot of X Men Twitter is fully like, I I should know Spanish before I know a fake Krakoan language. Once twenty seven letters. Once we see the once we see the cipher, I went back and and translated everything, uh, and I got so excited, and now I can recognize certain letters. So if I and that's all you really need yeah. to be able to know what a word is. So I'd be like, oh, next. The lives of Moira McTaggart, and like I'll just know that's what that says. That's that's the that's the telling of a good comic that you do that. I love that. Uh, Cardinal's asking a hound, like, "What are you doing this for?" And he's like, "I do it for the greater machine. I do it for God." 
because yeah. he thinks that ascending to the phalanx is is his is god and i think that's super crazy and this is where we find out where nimrod comes online and uh wolverine who wolverine is able to get the the index for nimrod's uh, ascension or whatever uh back to that, back to moira but apocalypse I, yeah sacri- stay behind apocalypse sacrifices it. himself which is a hero move if i've ever seen yeah. one and, and every- also and this is the issue where we get to the singularity part yeah and then yeah. and then great and then yeah uh they're like you wouldn't open his mask and she's like bet <laughs> and then she d- does a giant explosion and it's yeah. it's amazing yeah and then all these characters die and you're like well if this is the future this is terrible and then it's like oh this is not our future yeah it's insane it's insane that reveal uh, Dude, I, seriously, I was apocalypse like blown away uh, again like like i talked to you guys earlier uh hickman did to dr doom in, F- in fantastic for when he's doing apocalypse now like he's turning him into like an anti-hero hero character with like depth that we didn't know before and he has like this weird history with uh with krakoa and he's like saved the world before and it's like it's just nutty stuff it's nutty yeah stuff, guys. uh so so yeah uh that ends this issue where we find uh oh uh, you know uh, does it do any of these issues really end yeah i guess you got a point yeah um, so I got that page out of the way. Hey guys, let's go to Hawks three. So uh, I'm more. I'm Wolverine more... killed Moira. Oh, oh sorry, it's important it. to say. It is yeah. important. Yeah. I even wrote it down. Yeah. And that's the that the reveal is that uh, Moira McTaggart is still alive and and the killer, she's been in cryogenic like freezing. He basically. puts yeah. he puts it in and uh, she, she says now what, still, he she, says she it, knows everything and he says that uh, if apocalypse subpocalypse said that if we were successful then send you on your way because there's nothing else to save here. Yeah. Yeah. And then he puts out the claws and says I'm sorry and she's like it's fine. This is and, what you do. Yep. And she says, "This is what you do," which again is an incredible callback for the final for the final oh, issue. Yeah, Holy man. shit! Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, More like a setup than a setup. Callback. Sorry, setup. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Same thing. Different different timelines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hawks three. Uh, it, that, that's the thing is, it's a callback, to, like back to chrono- the future chronologically. But for the reader, it's a setup. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, so Hawks three. So yeah, definitely Hawks is the Hawks. House of X is the more traditional just storytelling book and powers of X is the crazy timeline figuring shit out. Right. Uh, so this is the issue where uh, Scott has a dope ass team. Ben, what does that say? House of X. It's Kirk yeah. Cohen. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's, he's a great team. What does that say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's right here. We're doing a video Well, thing. I assume since it's, this is house of X number three, I assume it's house of X. Uh, so they say, uh, they cannot bring a Krakoa plant on the mission with them. And a lot of people had, had issues why they were doing that. But we'll learn later that even though Krakoa is an island, he is still a living thing. So he can still be hurt. And second, what if the mission goes badly and they have a Krakoa portal open and that could cause bad things or that they can study things about Krakoa. Exactly. So So they go to space like dark Phoenix, the movie that came out this year. They sure do. And they uh, use that Shi'ar technology field black. They pop, they pop out of a Krakoan uh, portal portal out in in space space that they just put there. It's dope as hell. They have a, they have a base on the moon. The X-Men do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, this one explains exactly what a Nimrod is because the whole time I was like, what the frick yeah. is a Nimrod? And then yeah. I get to the sister, I'm like, oh. It's a lot of, normally, uh, so, okay. Uh, when I'm reading a comic book, I like to read a comic book. When I read a novel, I like to read a novel. Yes. Uh, I don't necessarily like to read a novel in my comic book. That's fair, yeah. Which is why I, which is why I, I have such issues with heavy dialogue issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had a problem reading all the extra Hickman blurbs. It's, it's, Neither it's did I. super good world building. Oh, I see Emma Frost, my girl. Yo, I named my okay. cat after this lady, guys. That's how much I love this character. Yo, so now I, even though I, this, this, is, dude, like, this, this is a core distillation of what Emma Frost is. And like, I love you, her. You get it, yeah. I love her. I can see why you love her, and yeah. after, re- especially uh, reading House of X number three, I was like, I can see why so, Ryan loves uh, her so much. Saber, Sabretooth is on trial, and his lawyer is hilarious. Oh, his he lawyer is He is so great. scared that Sabretooth is just going to kill him, and he's like yeah. so worried. Uh, and then he's like, you smell that? 
Jasmine. What does that mean? It means you're fired, counselor. And then Emma Frost and the cuckoos bust through the yep. door, looking fabulous as hell. Uh, she's got stoner shades on. Myra, uh, Myra, <laughs> wrong person. Emma has like the X on her chest, yes. the X logo. Uh, on the Stafford cuckoos are like, uh, Miss Frost, blah blah blah. And she's like, Excuse me, if we're in public, you use my mutant name. Thank you. And I'm like, Emma, you're such a bitch. And then, she, and then she goes, Sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Yeah. Um, uh, so of course the lawyer and or the, the judge is like, you're, I can't just let you take this prisoner. Uh, and, uh, and she's like, I'll pretend like you could have stopped me. Uh, and if like, you put the gun down, yeah, if you put the gun down, he's like, it's a brave new world, darling. You better start getting used to this kind of Pre- shit. You pretend like something of, uh, important value happened here. Yeah. And, uh, I'll pretend you could have stopped me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like it's a brave new world, darling. You got to get used to it. Like the, Certain X-Men absolutely feel superior to human beings 100%. Emma Frost is one of those people. We also get the explanation of the Omega Cycle, and we get to the mission on the Mother Mold. Yeah. What's the Omega Cycle again? Oh, uh, pretty much like Sentinels. Right, right, right. So we meet Karima. In, in, uh, and Karima is working with Gregor and Men- uh, the doctors Gregor and Mendel. Uh, and if you guys know, Gregor Mendel is the founder of the science of genetics. But we also see um, that's cool. Uh, but we also see that the the girl she's working with is also with Nimrod in the future in yes, one hundred, a different version. Of oh her. yeah, yes. the, yep. she's oh that's she, they she just call her Omega. Uh, but she is um, she was a hero, and then she got um, uh, she was like a, I don't think she's a mutant. She's a regular person just teaming with X Men, and then she got corrupted by uh, like super evil Sentinel AI shit, and then she became like an Omega Sentinel, and yeah. then she just disappeared from comics for a long time, and now she's back. And I got a great line. Where is it? Uh, I got a great line. Oh, yeah, uh, Nightcrawler asks, like, oh, Karima, what a surprise. And she's like, hello, Kurt. Ah, picking sides, are we? Actually, that was all of you. (laughs) You guys clearly picked the side. And uh, all the, and again, um, the humans in this are not sympathetic, but um, it's it's Orcus, who is a group of collected, yeah. uh, collected shield agents, Hydra agents, strike agents, hammer agents, alpha flight agents. uh, The the perfect analogy, I think, for this is this is like um, in... Dragon Ball Z, when yeah. uh, they find out about the androids are going to be made in three years' time, and they're like, we could just go find Dr. Jiro and kill him now, and Goku goes, no, we can't do that. He hasn't actually done it yet, so he hasn't done a bad thing, so we can't go kill him. Um, and they're like, oh, but okay, I guess. Yeah. And this is that version 100%. of actually going and doing that, being like, uh, yeah, they haven't technically done the bad thing, but they're going to do the bad yeah, thing. Uh, Dr. Uh, Mendel says, like, how could they possibly know what we were doing out here? Like, that's impossible. It's like, not. Yeah. Uh, we had a previous life to know about this. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to try to turn on the master mode early. Okay. Uh no precogs allowed on Krakoa. That's that's a, that's a that's issue six, man. We'll get there. I know, but I'm just, we, we oh, can no, do yeah. it around No, no, yeah. Um... That, no, we got to talk about it later because that entire scene is incredibly important. Um, so yeah, uh, they they're on this mission, and then uh, Doctor Gregor is like, "I don't, I can't deal with this shit. I'm gonna go take care of these X Men." Uh, and then Ben's on the page. He goes and he blows up the X ship, and that's where this issue ends. Yes, it ends with the X ship blowing up. So everyone thought it ends with him sacrificing himself to stop the X Men from boarding the station. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Doc Mendel blows the Blackbird up. Uh, uh, the, his wife is sad, obviously, uh, and it's a cliffhanger. Oh, uh, that's real sad. Uh, so everyone on the internet... Oh, and then we finally get the Krakoan cipher. And then everyone's like, oh, let's go back to all the issues. Oh, my God, let's read them again. Oh, my God. I didn't do that because I, I, I... I didn't. Yeah. I, I did that. Yeah. I, I figured, you know what? It's probably just like next ooh, time. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Wait, sh- let, me sh- let me see it. Let nope. me see it. That one? Uh, uh, no, not that one. The other one. You can read it. I believe in you. This is... Uh, S-O-E-T-A... Soy toy. Soy boy. All right, let's something, do this. Something's, something's, this is still wrong. A, this something's, is still, something's wrong is, is the first two words. 
Oh yeah, some. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Good I job. don't remember the full title. So Hawks Four, uh, when this came out, uh, was uh, a radical issue for me. I thought this was a super powerful issue. Uh, it's a little less powerful knowing what happens later, but again, it still doesn't change the fact that these people that uh, these people die in this issue. Yeah, I yeah. think three and four of House are some of my favorite issues in this whole collective. Yeah, in this whole collection, because I mean, this is what I came for. This is like. Grand X Men kicking ass. I mean, this is the big like again. House like, is like all the, the stuff. Sto- this is the like, story. All the st- all the stuff that was talking about about um for Myra and uh, Myra and the uh, and the um Nim trying to stop Nimrod, trying mm-hmm. to stop the Sentinels. And it's like we need to stop this. We can beat it all. Like the death, the end of the, of her sixth life is like okay. They have to stop this. They have to stop the Mother Mold and or the Master Mold. Whatever ninth it's life. What her, her ninth life is where they need to stop the Mother Mold. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh. I, I'm now I'm getting myself confused. Yeah, I'm getting myself. Okay. There's a lot, guys. Uh, we don't hate. We don't need to worry about life six at all until the very end. Yeah. So don't worry about that one. But yeah, for ninth life, you're right. So th- all of this stuff, like the X Men doing like quote unquote superhero things. Yes. And they're because I at first went in number in issue one. There's not a lot whole, of action like in in, in there's the not. house books. Yeah. There's not. But once we get like when we see Orcus for the first time in um, House One, I'm like. Who is Orcus? And I'm trying to figure out, and I see this giant sentinel head in this in the in space. I'm Hello, like, beautiful. What are you? Yeah. And if you notice, the first time that we see the Orcus members, they're wearing X Shield uh, Shield outfits, but they have the Orcus logo on them. Yeah, they look like Shield agents. It's awesome. Yeah. But uh, then I realized, oh, Orcus, they're just a bunch of uh, racist jerks. Yeah, 100. percent They're racist jerks, and th- I, they do want to stop their own destruction, but maybe don't try to kill other people first. Yeah. Like, hey, just don't do that. Yeah. Uh, so this issue starts with Archangel and Husk being dead immediately, and that's a fr- that's when I knew this issue was going to be rough Yo. immediately because they kill Angel and Husk, who are prominent so, X Men characters. Also, um, all the issues they start with a great blank uh, page with a um text, mm-hmm. and who said uh, a quote from the book? Is it from- no more? It's no more. Of course, it's no more. This is Sparks is on the page that I really liked. Oh, with um, Jean Grey, where where they where Jean Grey is contacting them, and and they have different mutant powers working together to create kind of like a, a like uh, a three imi- D image out of Storm using water and yeah, Jean Grey uh-huh. projecting herself. Yes. It's like a it's like a yeah it's like a projection through water. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. And so it's like beasts, and they're all combining their powers to 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 create. Yes, this and thing. you got to realize, like, uh, Jean Grey is projecting from oh, like millions of miles away. Yeah. So like that is that is super powerful stuff that she's doing. She's like she's real strong. Um, Doctor Gregor, if you notice this entire issue, she has smeared mascara the yeah, entire. Yeah, it's her, such a good detail. Her husband just killed himself. Yes, to it's, try it's, and stop. It's the just X-Men. a nice little touch that like I don't think a lot of people realize. Like yeah. she's always got smeared makeup. Like she's been crying the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you guys meet Monet for the first time. I don't know what to tell you, Marvel girl. You got to try harder. What a badass Monet is, guys. She's so cool. Oh my my, you guys have been up more than you could chew. We people who know Monet, she's never done this before. We don't know why she turned into a werewolf monster. I don't know why she turns into a werewolf monster. I, don't, I just that wasn't her powers before. Just when she turns into that Carnage looking thing, yeah. she kind of looks like Carnage. To me. She looks like a porcupine. Yeah, but she turns into that monster. I'm like. Who are you and why you yes. look so awesome? Uh, hey, if you're in the comments, this is the comments, the first time I said this, tell me why Monet is a crazy lady because all the experts on Twitter don't know either. So please let me know if I missed it. <laughs> I really uh, want to know. Yeah, it's basically, so basically the, the plan is going very badly yes. and uh, Scott... Uh, Wait, real quick, Mystique first. Actually, it's going fine at first. Oh, right, because, because they, the, the, Wolverine they and Nightcrawler successfully break two yeah. of yeah. the callers, and it's Mystique and Scott on the other yes. two. And Wolverine... Well, I was saying, like, you know, Scott still says, we can we can do this, so then they yeah, have... we can finish they, it. Then they get bamped in. There's a great scene of Wolverine killing a bunch of people, Yeah, and then Nightcrawler just tying them up and leaving them alive. Yep. Yeah. That's some that's some. I, see, I noticed that. Yeah, I yeah. noticed Wolverine just murdering fools, and then Nightcrawler just tied them up, and they're just uh, like, oh. Nightcraw- Nightcrawler's death 
is so cool. We'll, we'll get there. Mystique also, is murdered first. We gotta talk about we no because this is super important. Because do you do you guys actually believe Mystique got turned around? Do you actually believe that? No. I don't know why you're saying this, so I'm gonna say no. No, because look, she says it right here. She's like, it's like Mystique where she's like, sorry guys, I got turned around. Like, like she got lost on this critical mission to save the X-Men. There's something going on here because she knows she's going to be resurrected, that she's doing something here that is uh, against Xavier's plan. And I don't know what it is, but Mystique is too smart to get turned around on a plan that they know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just think it's a really, because a lot of people point this out, like Mystique is too smart to, to have been turned around and to get killed like this. She knew she was going to come back to life. So much like Black Widow in Captain America uh, Winter Soldier, there's an ulterior motive that we have not seen yet. I just want to say, uh, in, a more, in a less competent writer, I'd probably just be like, oh, it's just dialogue yes. writing. But because it is Hickman, uh, it is entirely likely, because that's just the kind of thing he, he does. He yes. writes yeah. things like this. Uh, I, I don't think the, it's an it's a, it's a all-the-time rule. No, not at all. Speed, but but knowing, knowing they come back to life, uh, it just... Again, every every everything is important in this book, and I just I think it's super interesting that they would even show that happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we get to the best part of this comic. Uh, Sparks, can you please read this beautiful Nightcrawler quote before uh, the two friends say goodbye? Remember, sure. he's German. Nightcrawler is definitely German. Calm down. <laughs> uh, so Wolverine says, "So I got to ask, you still think there's something waiting for us on the other side?" And then Nightcrawler asks, "Worried about your soul, Logan?" And he says, just wondering what something someone like me should expect. He says, when you wake from this early slumber, my friend, look for me. I will be there waiting for you, radiant and with open arms. And then Nightcrawler teleports him and Wolverine out into the open air in front of the sun, and Nightcrawler disintegrates instantly. In immediately. Instantly. And Wolverine, you know, we've seen, if you've seen the movies, he can regenerate really quick. But he is dying. He is, he is super dying. He's close to the sun. He's burning. He's burning instantly. alive as and Mother Mold's as, coming as online. As it's coming online, and it's saying... Uh, uh, do you hear us, Olympus? We have stolen your fire, and with it, we will burn you all as yeah. it falls into the sun. Which is and they great. talk about like like the gods and like the titans and like the precursor and this like. Do you think Deadpool could have survived that? Because Deadpool's healing factor is stronger than Wolverine. Yeah. Do you think he could have survived? Um, he can't survive out in space though, so he was gonna probably die no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Just like like Wolverine and Deadpool can be killed by drowning. That's how they can actually die. As long, uh, as, as, long as they're not brought back up. I question. I question this. Uh, Deadpool has his head lopped off and can still talk. It, it honestly depends on the writer. It really <laughs> does. Because Wolverine kills... That's not what we're talking yes. about. Wolverine kills his son Dawkins by drowning him, and that's how he yeah. dies. Um, but again, it's it's weird comic book shit. Hold up. I, I want to I read this. Please. Scott! Yeah. So Scott just died. Well, Scott, well real quick. Oh, oh, no. Does it say the oh, thing no, that no, no. Dr. Gregor says? Yeah. So uh, Dr. Like, Gregor like says... Like you killed my husband or something. My husband's dead, you son of a bitch. I'm not taking prisoners today. And then he telepathically tells Jean that she that um that he's not going to make it. She's Jean, I'm not no. going to make it. And but then, the panel, and then, the panel of, of Jean screaming and with yeah, Cyclops that's, is Scott, that's one of the oh, best panels. That in the is whole so comic. good. But here's what I love. Here's what I love. It's uh, I it, I believe it's Hank, uh, Beast saying, "Professor, they're all gone." And then look at what they've done. Yep. What they always do. Look at how this always ends with fire and death. And the funerals of our children. Jean Grey is getting destroyed by Sentinels yeah. in space. Every victory, ash. Every triumph, defeat. They've murdered so many of us. The world has grown used to it. This is just how things are for these people, for mutants. 
no more. And then there's four pages of, of no of, more of no more of like text of the of the mutant genocide in Genosha right. and like all yeah, of that. So I, the mutant genocide of Genosha comes up as the like crux of their. It's because their 16 lives. million women, children, and men were all murdered, murdered. by sentinels. Yeah, and, then <laughs> and then everyone else on Earth act like that was okay. Yeah, yeah. exactly, and that's why that's why this they talked about the no more mutants, no more no mutants. more. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, one the pretender Wanda Maximoff. That has pissed off so many fans online, and I am just eating it up. <laughs> Oh, really? Because th- there's a sh- it's a shitty retcon that Magneto is not the father of the twins anymore, and that's a yeah. shitty retcon. They're, that, they're they are no longer mutants. They're no longer mutants, and that's bullshit. But it gives us this beautiful thing of Jonathan Hickman saying, "You guys want to do that? Sure." She's a pretender. She's an. Ev- that's why if you look at the enemies of mutants, the Avengers uh-huh. are on the list. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh-huh. That is awesome because as we'll get into later, the Avengers were not there for them. Uh, the the uh, yeah. uh, like the Illuminati, which is referenced later, like all yeah. of these groups, like nobody's helping them. No. And, and Even Xavier, Captain America doesn't. Xavier is on the Illuminati. Yes. Then again, in, in issue six, like we see a specific panel of a bunch of Lum- Illuminati members. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this. I love that scene. And then we just that's the, that's the reason why I want to pick up House of M and, and the arc with the Genosian Genesis because yes. like because I did not you want know. the context. Yes, I want to know how these things happen. So Emma Frost, I, obviously uh, I'm reading it in the supplements, but in yeah. the the supplemental pages, but it's like this. Holy shit! Yeah. In uh in uh. New more in Grant Morrison's new X Men, so he's the first person to give mutants multiple powers. Uh-huh. There's there's only been you have you are one mutant and you have one power, right? Uh, and then Emma Frost is one of the only survivors of the G- Genosha massacre, and she survived because uh, the stress turned her skin to diamonds, uh-huh. and she learned that she has a second mutation. And it was oh, gra- that's that's a really recent thing. I that's didn't know in that. 2001. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. thought that was always her. No, it's since 2001, and then since then, a lot of mutants have slowly been getting secondary powers because of yeah. evolution. That's how things oh. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, Deadpool's not a mutant, right? No, he's I not a this. mutant. I didn't know this. What is I he? Had a tw- uh, he's, it's, man, the movie's really mucked it up because I don't read enough Deadpool to know, but I had a Twitter conversation with a great guy on Twitter that I'll put right here. Uh, and he said, like, uh, the movie's mucked it up, but no, he's never been a mutant. Um, it's, it's, it's weird gene stuff. Like, he got Wolverine's blood, but he's not technically a mutant. It's, it's kind of it's nonsense. He learns on the new every day, guys. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I kind of just wish he was a mutant just to make it easy, yeah. but, like, it's not true to the well, character, you know, blah, it, blah, blah. Like, Spider-Man's mutate. No, yes, no. and that's a whole bag. That's yeah. a whole another thing, man. So you won't see Spider-Man. No, but there was a great Spider-Man yeah. X-Men comic, and that's where we get Sauron saying, "Is that what Deadpool yeah. is? A mutate? It Te- might be. Maybe technically. technically. Yeah, technically. If Spider-Man is a mutate, then I would say, O F. So it's P. <laughs> We're trying to read Kukra. Powers of X. Yeah, it's oh, powers. Yeah. Are we moving on to uh, House of X four? Hell, uh, no. Powers, that's we powers, powers four. four. Yeah. Sassy Sinister, baby. Lord, right, this, this, is, this is the first time I've ever met Mr. Sinister. Hey, guys. I was not. How do you feel about capes? I like them. capes. I'm just going to say, Edna Mode for like 15 years made me feel a certain way, and then Mr. Sinister switched my mind right I'm, around. I'm sorry, but. I, I'm, I'm capes all the way. Were you capes all the way? Cool. Krennic's cape? Are you serious? Yeah, that thing is huge. Look, uh, my whole thing was like, the Edna Mode bit was funny, but like, if I pictured Superman without a cape, I got mad. I yeah. I mostly said that as a joke, but like, I'm, I'm, yeah. 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 You opened a can of worms there, buddy. Krennic's cape is luxurious. Yeah, Sinister would, would definitely appreciate it. I was just going to say, Superman, Batman with no capes is. BS, but that's anyways. Batman with no capes is just Batman Beyond. Are you saying his his costume is BS? That's different. Batman Beyond is really cool. Yeah, it is. Okay, so uh, the really really important thing about this meeting uh, one is that 
uh, Charles and, and and Eric are recruiting Sinister very early on, like before uh, he's a true villain to them. Yeah. Because after he says, "Hey, can you help us with this crazy plan of cataloging every cataloging every single mutant mind on the planet and all their DNA and all that stuff?" And he's like, uh, "Why would I want to do that? I don't. I'm not a mutant." We and find out. We find out later it was Moira didn't know about this. Yes. Yes, and oh, she's yeah, she's real pissed. Even though we have the bit of like, I love that cape. Before we say anything else, I love that cape. Why don't I have a cape? I always thought you would look good in one. Why didn't you say anything? (laughs) Execute this man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, remember sinisters around. Hey, you also remember earlier when I said boss man, boss energy Magneto. Yeah. We get this again when in the very beginning where he's holding a sinister guard. And he's like, Eric, we need this man. No, Charles, this man needs to decide if he wants to escort us inside or if he wants to continue thusly and suffer the consequences. Yeah. Um. And real quick, Bar Sinister is what it's called. That's from Secret Wars. Oh. And yes. Yes, yes it is. I know. I know that. Yes. And um. Uh, you understood that reference. Yes. Secret Wars is a good book. Uh, Sinister ah. is all about cloning and genetics and stuff. So like his, he's just surrounded by clones of himself. Which uh, threw me through for a loop because I didn't know anything about yeah. Mr. Sinister. I'm like, why is this? This is where this is where he was like. I tried experimenting with the mutant gene myself. I didn't like it. Hey, I'm the one with the mutant gene. And then, and then uh, a sinister kills him and saying, I'm a mutant. I like mutants. I'll help you. No, yeah. it's even better than that. He yeah. leans in after he kills him and he's like, Psst, it's me, oh. the sinister with the mutant gene. <laughs> and if you must know, my mutant power is overthrowing tyrants and being absolutely fabulous. Oh, God, he's so good. Sinister's uh, so good. This was a better version of Ultron killing the other Ultron. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and this is a. Wait, are we uh, talking about Age of Ultron? Age yeah, of yes. Ultron. Okay. okay. Uh, and I, I, uh, the this, movie. This That's is um, uh, uh, significant because Sinister was able to use uh, uh, give a mutant power to not a mutant. He created a Chimera way too early. He created. He's creating Chimeras this early in this timeline, which is a bad sign for the rest of the series because Chimeras are pri- primarily in the future. Uh, so we're seeing all this like the the sinister stuff on Mars happening right now on Earth early. So Moira, every time Moira does something, it kind of affects something in every timeline. I'm like, a lot of people didn't pick this up until later. I'm like, oh, there's already Chimera around. It's Sinister himself, and I'm like, shit, yeah. <laughs> that's good, guys. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because you know it's kind of like the Flash Crisis on Infinite Earths thing for the TV show is happening early because of something they messed up. Yes, very much like that. Yeah, uh, it's, so, so it's it's similar there. And this issue introduced the sinister gossip. Yeah, and we're not. We can't get into that because no, I literally can go into this for an hour itself. But it's a bunch of hot goss about Sinister being super sassy, talking about all the X Men characters. And uh, again, it's a gossip column, so half of it could be lies. Like all, like we spent so much time on X Men Twitter trying to solve all these riddles. Half of them could be lies. Yeah. But real quick, the one that really stood out to me was uh, a liar in red shoes, a devil in red shoes. There's only one character in this book who is wearing red shoes. It's Rasputin. Oh. oh, yeah, that's some shit. And, and we see the cover of X-Men one. There's a variant with Rasputin on it. Oh, So I think all of those characters are going to be coming back in some weird way. Mm-hmm. And that makes me so excited because I do not want those characters gone. They're so cool. OK, isn't 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 the creation of Chimera a precursor to something else that, that would create a new uh, like another terrible future? Uh, I, I, the, the timeline of how, uh, sequential things that he puts in there is so complex that it, was, yes. it requires more than one reading. Yes. But I, I, I feel like that's like a creation of a Chimera is like a precursor to the creation of something that could destroy. Yeah. Well, because like, again, first gen uh, uh, Chimeras with only one mutant power, uh, they're fine. But once you start going to generation two, three, four, they become less uh, more hostile, and yeah. more dangerous yeah. uh, and less stable. Uh, so let's see. Where Good we job, Cypher off Krakoa. God, guys. So Charles Xavier is wearing a safari-looking outfit. Yeah. Uh, 
the villain of Grant Morrison's new X-Men, Cassandra Nova, his evil twin, was wearing that outfit in that book. There is some crazy shit going on, and I don't know why he's wearing Cassandra Nova's outfit. It could be because she possessed his body, and that's actually Cassandra Nova in that scene mm-hmm. because the timeline matches up. So that might not even be Charles Xavier, which, again, is just like, what is going on right now? There's yeah. so much going on. But Cypher is drops, awesome. He drops Cypher off because Krakoa is, is, is like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to I'm, I'm into this plan of yours, yeah. and uh, Cypher is a character who can understand any language and decipher any language. Decipher, that's great. Yeah. Uh, he's an awesome New Mutants character. He's and awesome. So, so, so Krakoa says something, and, Xavier, and, it's like, Did you, and Cypher says, do you know what that means? And he's like, he's sad. Well, yes, but it's more complicated than that. And he tells the history of Krakoa. Yes, yeah. which, which involves... We uh, were Akura. The one land, ancient oh, before man. that word existed, but not yet old in the way that they were old. The twilight sword of the enemy tore the world asunder, and what was one became two, Arako and Krakoa. Oof. And from the chasm between them, from whatever wicked place they came, the enemy poured into this world. If not for the man who was not a man, the first mutant, the warrior god in blue, the world would have fallen. The warrior god in blue, Apocalypse, the yep. savior of the world, guys. <laughs> That's some cool-ass shit. And this, like... Just the, the the visuals of this and, and his the horsemen. Fir- the first horsemen. The first horsemen. From the from Uncanny X X Force. Um those are not them because these characters are still stuck the guarding limbo from reawakening. They're uh, not the same characters. Uh if in that Uncanny X Men, those were all recruited from like the eighteen hundreds, seventeen hundreds. But he stuff. calls them the first horsemen in that. They're these are technically uh, it's a retcon. Okay. These are the That's first all you need to say. Yeah, yeah. These are the quote unquote real first horsemen. Okay. And these and these cons. these characters are still around. Um they are currently keeping uh Ac- Acro? What what's the name of it? Acro? They're they're keeping the chasm shut. Yeah, they're keeping basically like lim- the chasm from limbo to, uh, to Krakoa like shut. They're basically uh, keeping a portal shut. That's cool. We and don't so they're we don't show know, up again. We don't know where Arako is. Yes. And so this Twilight Sword, it looks a lot like the Soul Sword. People are also saying it might be the the the, the Necroblade from Thor, from uh. the god, but I don't think that's it. I don't think because we see we see Null Forge it. Yes, we do see Null Forge it. So I, I think yeah. that was just people wanting to put things together. Uh, that looks more like Magic Soul Sword from Limbo and stuff. Yeah. Um, but the fact, again, bringing Limbo into Apocalypse and, and Krakoa is so fascinating and cool. Uh, that's some really good shit. And then, oh no, stuff's falling over there. So where are we at, guys? Where are we at? Oh, I don't know. Oh, then we get back to Cypher uh, staying uh, Year on 1000. Cypher staying on... Uh, oh, Cypher, Cypher, Cypher on stays the... on the island to yeah. create the language of Krakoa. Uh, let's see. What does it say? Oh, this is super crazy and important too. Okay, I'm gl- thank you for bringing up Year One Thousand. So, um, the the elder has like a a Nimrod who he has he's copied a, a part of his brain into to see if the phalanx will accept a machine copy of 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 humanity because they cannot accept biological life forms. They can only accept uh, data and stuff. Uh, and it works. So the little Nimrod gets absorbed, and the part of his memory and stuff is in there. So this plan to become ascended while still living happens. This is very important, again, to Moira's plan for the maybe future of X-Men, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's some important crazy shit, but that's enough of that. We'll get into that stuff later. All right, guys, we're into the big issue now. Now we're here. House of X-5. I wrote the five bitches. <laughs> <laughs> gold balls. Gold balls, gold balls, gold balls. These are a bunch of obscure mutants. Okay, um, so I was wondering why you tweeted about gold balls that one day. Well, no, what was interesting, what was interesting <laughs> is this happened... Is this happened Unbeknownst to you, I'm assuming you just tweeted how cool Gold Balls was on a Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, and because because it's just making the rounds of like, hey guys, remember Gold Balls? 
Yeah, and then and then the next day, Gold Balls is an in, is a is, is a huge the character. savior of the X Men. Yeah, and he's just a joke. He's a joke Bendis character. And uh, uh, Hickman Hickman has famously said, "I I uh, I ate off the scraps of Bendis to get where I am now." So he is paying this back by making Gold Balls a joke character, one of the most important X Men in history. Mm-hmm. That is bold. And here we get to the resurrection, the plan. Uh, mutants are now immortal. They yeah. can they cannot die. The they are I- reborn. The idea is that the is that gold balls uh, wasn't shooting golden balls. He was shooting golden unviable eggs. Yes. To which another mutant has to make viable, mm-hmm. and then another mutant puts in the thing is it's a whole multi step process yes. from this five from these five. Uh, Proteus yep. uh, is the one who touches them, and he does a little warp of reality, Guys, and they become pro- viable. Yep. And then they're injected with DNA, and Elixir, the life giver, mm-hmm. kickstarts the process. And then time is at the slave of Ava Bell. Ava Bell, baby. Tem- and, uh, and that moves everything forward. And there you go. It's incredible. And mutants. <laughs> and yep. once I said payoff, the first scene yep. in House One is explained here. Yeah. And holy crap. That's a good show. This is where the rumors of, of, of Xavier. Oh, and hope. Hope's important, hope, too. Yeah. Uh, he brings them all together. She brings them all together. Oh God! Someone talk. I got a vent because I got to find also, a tweet that I found. And also, this is getting easier for the five. Like this start. Like it's going to keep getting easier because they're getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. Correct. Uh, and th- and hope is the uh, one who keeps their powers uh, at their uh, able to operate at both their peak and in unison. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so so this is kind of the 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 movements of Xavier in this in this issue are kind of where the rumors that he's possessed by someone happened because yes. it's like I'll, this is a move like Xavier. He's very yeah. feminine. Yes, yes, yes. Also the first time we get to see Lorna here. Yeah. Yes, Lorna Dane, baby. Yeah, so she's talking to Magneto and like, hey, have the humans done anything worthy of Polaris. anything? Polaris. Polaris, yeah, yeah. Uh, from The Gifted, uh, which honestly is like maybe the, one of the best versions of that character. Um, but she's like, hey, humans suck. What have they done? And he's like, actually, they gave us uh, civilization and human and like, and, like society. society. They gave so, us like, society, they the gave one us, good thing. Yes, uh, and that's awesome. And then Gold Balls walks in and uh, they perform the miracle and they bring all our X-Men back to life. They're all covered in goop. And they explain that uh, Cerebro's main function now is to... Imprint Store. the soul, yes, the, the, of yeah. all the mutants, yes, and the mind. store it. The mind, the soul, anything that makes in. No, the, the the soul, the soul. Yeah, yeah. Okay. thanks to um, not Forge Bishop, 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 right? No, or Forge, Forge. No, it's Forge, it's Forge. It's Forge. Oh, Forge. Oh, God, Forge is so cool, you guys. Yeah, Tom Selleck. Yeah, but I don't think we've seen. <laughs> no, that's. I got. Oh, God, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys a picture real quick, but I'm gonna post it up there. This is the first appearance of Forge. That's Forge. Love it. That's the first appearance of Forge. He's a. He looks like Howard Stark. He's a yeah, a little bit. He's a he's a handsome, funny guy. Everybody okay. looks like Howard Stark at far enough back in comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, and okay. So I also also they bring they get brought back to life by Love Storm's speech, or Storm saying like, "This is my brother. This is my sister." But what are they? And the crowd shout ch- chants yes, or so shouts. This mutant. is a this was a very controversial issue. Not like really controversial, but it had people had a lot of problems because they found this very cultish and very and very weird and like very un X Men. And I it's, do it's I think it's meant to be uncomfortable. Yes, and I do agree. But somebody is uh, uh no, it was me who said this. Uh, uh, they were like, okay, so if you never lived in America and you went to America and we just started singing the Pledge of Allegiance all at once, that would kind of freak you out, right? Like that seems cultish, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the founding of a new nation of a new culture of a new society of course it's going to look weird this is the first time we're seeing it especially because how the x-men are are framed in this as this as almost a a cult yes like they are framed as almost a cult it's very the the religious iconography is is absolutely on purpose there's so much religious like text and like uh uh, things that are that are so uh very clear 
Yeah. I, I don't know much about uh, Catholicism or religion, so like I just use like what do I know from VeggieTales? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, I love the mutant diplomacy map. How it tells you exactly what country oh, I, doesn't I, yeah, I really doesn't like, really agree with. I, the, I really Krakoa. like it. It's not that it's not that Wakanda disagrees; it's they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's great. And then uh, and everywhere that's helped by Wakanda also yeah. doesn't yeah. need them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, like, so it says for Wakanda, I was like, we don't need it. We're, we're fine. So this is from Generation X 47, which I believe came out in the uh, late 90s. This scene from Generation X talks about Krakoa wanting to be one piece again. The biosphere was one aspect. Their Krakoa, that was the Jean Grey school, another. And then merging with uh, Arako, maybe? And it's like, uh, what about Krakoa? Wasn't the biosphere originally a part of that thing? Exactly. Krakoa wants, no, needs to be whole again. And that's the last time it's brought up. Yeah, that was 20, 30 years ago. Uh, so yeah, so we we get the list of, of th- things, and Wakanda says, "What does that say, Ben?" Wakanda, they do not need mutant drugs. Isn't and it other... in, like red? It's yeah, like, we hate you. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't it's think, not hate, but I don't think no. Wakanda was so, like, no, screw you. They're like, wait, we're good. Yeah, yeah. they don't. Yeah, so true, the yeah. thing, so there are re- the reasons for rejection. Uh, like the rest of the UN is like, oh no, we will accept um, Krakoa as a nation, and there are some nations who do not, uh, especially one, two countries. Uh, Russia and another Latveria, Doctor Doom, looking at you. Both of them like, yeah, for political reasons, we're rejecting you. Yeah, and, and like Xavier's like, we went through the proper channels. Yeah, we did this. We we made sure to go through the proper channels of becoming a nation. Yes. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I think that's really that's really. And like Wakanda is like, we're we're good. Wakanda and all the uh, parts protected by Wakanda. Yeah, of like, Africa yeah, like, are not part of this. Yeah, we're like, yeah. Oh, we're good. Thank you. They're just like, but the big thing that happens is at the end. Oh, when okay. Some folks walk through that yeah, portal. Yeah, because so Ooh, here's what boy. here's what really got Krakoa me. Krakoa is a home for all mutants. Yeah, yeah. So, and like in past issues, we see Wolverine give the data to um, Apocalypse, and he's like, "Here you go, boss." And here we are. Wolverine is like, "You sure about this? It's not too late to change your mind." And then he and then Charles is like, "An opportunity to change is exactly what I'm offering, Wolverine." Chuck, I gotta tell you, what do you talk like that? I kind of want to beat you to death. Yeah, I does. Some people are beyond saving. Yeah. And then there's this great dialogue more between uh, Magneto and I'm gonna stop there. Yeah. But then, freaking. So, okay, up. you know who the person on top is? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, Mr. Sinister. And then you guys, nobody knows who that guy is. That is Magic. No, Magic no. is a girl. Magic oh, is a girl. damn it. No, that is a guy I named Exodus. That. Oh, Exodus. Exodus is, yeah, a, is yeah. a very, like, religious-esque, like, uh, uh, my way or the highway Never kind of. Never mind. I, I mean, I wrong. know because of later. Is yeah, of course. Okay. Later, yeah. Is that Silver Samurai? No, that's Gorgon. Gorgon, okay. Gorgon is a is a low, low-time low Wolverine villain that Jonathan Hickman loves, and he's propelling him to A status. Real, okay. real quick, does, um, is that the person who, who Wolverine gives a beer to, or is it, yeah. or is it um, Lady Deathstrike? I I'm don't think sure. it's Lady Death. I'm pretty sure it's Gorgon. I, I don't think she's in it. Yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely Gorgon. Yeah. It's definitely Gorgon. Yeah. That was cool. And then, of course, Apocalypse walks through and goes, ah, Krakoa. It's been too long. Krakoa knows me and I, Krakoa. Uh, and, of course, when Apocalypse walk, walks in, what does he get? He gets doves. Yeah. Doves start Frickin flying. Doves start flying yeah. somewhere. It's like, oh, this is Krakoa some... missed his old friend. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, he's his oldest friend. And then, and then uh, what does Charles say at the very end? He's like, welcome home or something? Yes. Yeah. Welcome home. Yeah, Charles shakes his hand and says, God, welcome home. That is the, this is, like, the craziest, like, it's not really the craziest, but, like, when you think of this happening... It's like nuts. Apocalypse. Ap- the, the age of apocalypse. The, the, one mu- like, the one mutant who just wants war between everyone. Oscar Isaac himself. Yeah. <laughs> Learning. You have finally become what I intended you to be. I could not be more proud. Hell yeah. It's yeah. so because great. Because Apocalypse looks, as, looks at himself as, as uh, the god of mutants almost. Yeah. Like the father of mutant dog. Yeah, 100%. And so he's like, you're finally where I, I want. want you to be. I'm so like, yeah. And I'm finally be, there. And My he children. Says, I could be never, I couldn't be more proud. That's so if good. Xavier, just hearing. If, the, if Xavier is the father, 
Apocalypse is the grandfather. Yes. Like seeing Apocalypse telling Xavier that he couldn't be more proud just sends shivers down my spine. Shivers. I was like, because I may not know X-Men comics, but I know Apocalypse and X-Men do not get along. And that's not just from the movie. That's from other stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything in this issue that you think we're missing, Sparks? I see you looking through something. No, I'm, no. I'm on to the next one. Cool, oh, cool, cool. Okay. Maybe just uh, some good dialogue between Emma Frost and uh, Xavier. Oh, no. Did I not write that down? Oh, no. It, it was just oh, yeah, so yeah. good. It's just that moment where he's saying, I know what you did. Oh, and are you accusing me of you. something, Charles? And then she, and then he's like, no, a grateful nation thanks you for your sacrifice. Meaning Emma Frost is a super shady person when she needs yeah. to be. And this is some, this is the first time Charles is accepting of it. Meaning like this dude is broken and willing to do whatever it takes. I really, yeah. I really liked, uh, I really liked that moment because uh, Emma's like, you, you want to fight? And she, and he's like, no, thank you. No, she's like, thanks. Oh. And she's like, oh, Charles, you're a bad boy. <laughs> oh, this? oh, Charles. Oh, Charles. Charles. Oh, this is a uh, Forge. Forge. So Forge lives in Dallas, Texas in a cool ass aquarium. That's rad. Hell yeah. I used to live in Dallas, Texas. Uh, oh, I think did this you is live a, in the no, aquarium. Brandon, no. I think this is the scene you just were talking about. About with uh, Emma Fro- with Emma Frost and Charles Xavier. No, no, no that was from that the wasn't. UN. It oh. was no, the there was a before. tiny a tiny scene where she's like talking to all the ambassadors and she. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of issues now. You're fine. Oh, damn it, brain. No, no, you're fine. So uh, let's move on to Forge. Yeah, Forge, damn it, brain. Forge is a mutant. He's the mutant Tony Stark. He can build anything. He just has to know what it's for. Looks like it too. Yeah. He. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, bearded white guys. You know, what are you gonna do? Uh, look at us. Uh, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> I, I don't mean, think I look like Tony Stark. No, he has the yeah. If he had a goatee, so he Charles. Like Tony. Charles goes to Forge and he's like, "Yo, can you make five copies of every mind of every mutant and put it in five different places around the world for me?" And Forge is like, "What? Why I, would you? Want I to need do that? unlimited energy. I need unlimited this and that." And he's like, "And." Charles Xavier, who in the '80s is about to go to Shi'ar space, and yes, and it's the funny Shi- that the he Shi'ar needs, crystals. That's what they need. He needs Shi'ar stuff, so it's really isn't isn't the next one that we see? Isn't the next time we see him, he's in his hover chair? Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe possibly. He's so, definitely uh, in his hover chair sometimes. So I could, I forgot what they were called. The diamonds in uh, the Macron, the M-Cron? logic diamonds. Lo- logic oh. diamonds. That's what they use to um at when a po- at the uh, Moira's end of her ninth life. Um, Wolverine sticks a logic diamond in her chest and oh, she yeah. absorbs all the information. It's all the data like instantaneously in her head. Yes. I, I just, Good job. I, I wanted to bring up the, the wheelchairs because I find it, you can tell where in the timeline they yes, are 100%. by what wheelchair he has. That's a very astute point, Brandon. Absolutely. I, I think yes. that's really cool. Yeah. That's that's another reason people were like, is is this like all one timeline? Like like the, the 10th life, it's all the, the 616 that we've seen before and slowly and surely it is because yeah. you see very, uh, things you've noticed before. And you just got to place it in the right yeah. place. Yes. Uh, uh, and a lot of uh, X-Men Twitter has done that for me so I appreciate you guys a lot. Let's see. Um, but can it be done? Can a super, Can you build a supercomputer that holds it all? I guess we'll find out. Uh, spoiler alert. We read the uh, last issue. It does work. <laughs> uh, guys, let's because talk about- then Krakoa ends up being the power source. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the Hellfire Club and Emma Frost is now the queen of it, right? Emma Frost had an incredibly awesome uh, one shot called uh, X-Men Black uh, uh, Emma Frost that came out earlier this year or late last year. Um, but it's Emma's story of taking out Sebastian Shaw, mm-hmm. the leader of the Hellfire Club, and uh, uh, taking control Become, and becoming the white queen, the white queen, yeah, or the black queen, depending on uh, who's writing it, yeah. who's writing it. But um, it's so funny because uh, Charles is like, "Listen, Emma, you're really smart, and you have you have uh, a company. I've set up dozens and dozens of shell companies uh, to to manufacture all the drugs that we're going to give to the people. So uh, there's no way that like any of this is going to go bad. You know, just just trust me, it's going to be fine. Uh, but I need you and the Hellfire Club to help distribute it." And she says, you want me to be the East India Trading Company of Mutants? Yeah. That sounds awesome. <laughs> and I was like, Emma, you know they're not 
good people. This was the issue that made me fall in love with Emma, like, hard. She's awesome, isn't she? She is. She's so sassy. Holy crap. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, and she mentions like when oh, the, she says, in the museum, they she's talking to um, she's talking to Charles and Magneto who tell her, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna put them on." And she's like, "Not again! Not this bullshit! Yeah. We do, we stick them all on an island again. Yeah. The frack is wrong with you? Exactly. Hey, let us show you." Yeah, and then right, she whispers to herself once more for the children. Yeah. The thing that you guys need to know, while she might have been a villain sometimes, her number one priority is being an educator and teaching children. She loves teaching, even if she might be a bad person sometimes. Uh, she's an educator, which is a really... I didn't get that from Felicity Jones. Nope, Jan- January Jones. January Jones. You want to talk about character assassination. Emma Frost is a character who dresses sexy because she was treated a certain way her whole life, so she knows how to manipulate men. That character is just there to be look really pretty. That is not a good Emma Frost at all. I feel bad that that's the Emma Frost Which that we Emma got. Frost are we talking Sometimes about? Matthew Vaughn's oh, not okay. great at handling women. Sometimes. A lot of times. Sorry. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that, I, I figured, Ryan, I just wanted to double check and no, make yeah. sure. So, no, the one from X Men Origins. Jumping yeah. forward. Oh, I forgot about that, dog. Jumping forward. Wait, oh. real quick. No, we have to we have to talk about Sebastian Shaw coming back because that's okay. really important. Because she just took him out and he's like locked away forever. And Charles is like, we need Sebastian. And she's like, I literally just got rid of him in the last issue, my man. Uh, that's really important that he's coming back and he's a member of the Krakoan Council. That's super important. Now we can move on. Okay, so Charles invites all the mutants. Hell yeah. Is this oh. is this the scene? With N- with Namor? Oh, it's just, oh God, Namor. The Namor guys, sequence is real cool. Guys, oh, so much like Emma Frost, uh, uh, Hickman gets the characterization of these guys like really quickly and really succinctly. And Namor is so badass and so cool in the scene. Ben, can you read the final thing for me? From can Namor? You, yeah, where he, no, you're on the right page. Where he denies Charles Xavier... Just the, la- the last the last word bubble. The, the last word bubbles? Go away, little man, and don't come back until you really mean it. Sorry, the one before that. He talks about like being superior. Do I oh. seem like a person who just now realized? Yeah. yeah do I strike yeah. you as someone who's just now realized how much better I am than everyone else? And do you actually think I believe that you feel that way too? Yeah. Go away, little man. Yeah. Don't come back until you Yeah, really Namor is he, Namor is what Charles Xavier is now, but he's been that way his entire life. He Nam- feels he's better than everyone else. And he's the king of the ocean. He he's owns- also super he's a super old mutant as well. Yeah. He he's yeah. been around uh, since World War II. Like he's, he's part of the invaders all, and stuff. He's yeah. Um, he uh, he owns like he's the king of the ocean. He owns yeah. more of the planet than than humans do. Yeah. Uh he's not worried about your little he's dream. He's been a he's been a big problem in the Avengers recently. He also uh uh uh, completely destroyed Wakanda in AVX and washed it away. He he flooded Wakanda. Oh yeah, he which did is do that. supposed to be landlocked. So like that's really powerful. He yeah. was part of the Phoenix Four, the Phoenix Five, excuse me. So he had Phoenix powers. I'll mm-hmm. allow it. Uh, yeah, he he's he's been a major. In- I just wrote Namor the- rules really big and I wrote uh, 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 fuck off chalk. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he's been um, he's been a major antagonist in in Aaron's Avengers run. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lastly, he has an this, awesome new redesign, too. Yeah. Lastly in this issue is the year 1000. Hell, yeah. But, hey, guys, black holes are actually super massive uh, machine brains uh, that are collectors of society. Yeah, that was weird. And it turns out uh, tomorrow's the end of the world for uh, for the Ascended here, for these blue people. And now, this issue is the first time that we see that we get a look at the habitat, and we're, we get a sense that there are other characters that uh, we're going not to be this one. No, that's That not. was in the first issue of Powers of X. Yes. Or Powers we, got, of X. we got the, uh, got the habitat in the yeah, first yeah, the habitat. I just looked at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we saw the shadows of two people and like, hey, who are and those guys? And they look guys? naked, which they do. they're not naked in the other issue. So I think that's just to mis- misdirect. Yeah. 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 Looks very uh, Adam and Evie too. Yeah, but but the okay, there's an incredible, beautiful scene here where the Phalanx is kissing the the Elder and absorbing him. There's a scene in House of X Five where Storm is kissing Cyclops in the exact same way. 
on the forehead. There's a lot of parallels. There's a oh, lot of yeah. parallels. That's what I'm saying. All of this is connected, and I can't wait to see like what the future and the failings because the failings are super are you, weird. Are you, are you are you suggesting that Storm has evaporated? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like the 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 imagery is very similar for Storm for has absorbed Cyclops. She now can shoot laser storm eyes. Uh, but yeah, the, the world's gonna end tomorrow. They're gonna be they're gonna be accepted into the phalanx. Are they happy about it? No. Well, I mean, well, the librarian is one person isn't, but that's yeah. for the final issue. Yeah. But then we get into House Six. Hell yeah, baby. Which mm. all I ever wanted was to love you and for you to love us. That yeah. is so powerful. Which is, that, which is um, Charles talking to all the mutants, and we get oh, not no, all, all the he's talking all, to all mankind. All mankind. All of mankind. That's what I meant to say. My apologies. And we get like people in hospitals, okay, people so, in boardrooms, people in like NORAD, and then we cut to the Avengers, yep. the Fantastic Four, the Sanctum Sanctorum of Doctor Strange. Yep. Did I say it right? Sanctum Sanctorum. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Thank you. And there's it's also like, Gregor and Mendel before they get evaporated. There's Karima, and there's also a very mysterious character uh, in the middle who we have not seen yet. This is a new character. We all assume that that's Doctor uh, Killian, who is the founder of Orcus. Yeah. We haven't seen him yet. I was pointing to Sparks on there. Oh, okay. a lot of Killian Ultras Killian? No, no, no. Because uh, uh, he's dead. No, it's it's Killian is his first name. It's like Killian Arvo or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't been seen yet. A lot of people think that's the maker. It's not the maker. We know what the maker looks like. Yeah, the maker is yeah. currently an antagonist in Venom. Yes. Uh and in Absolute Carnage as well. Yes, yeah. yes. Um uh and then uh where do we go from there? Let's see. And then we Krakow go and citizenship, baby, for all mutants. Uh, and and amnesty. Importantly, we see Moira too. For yeah. so the first time, yeah. in, in like uh, five uh, or four issues in a long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. In this um, we, t- we sorry, we um, I'm sorry. What did you say about the Krakoan citizenship? The uh, we get a, we get the the look that Xavier's like every mutant born should he want to want yes. to claim it will be a Krakoan citizen. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. much and like you know, uh, I mean, not every other country does that. Yeah, but it's, it's cool. like if even if you're not born on Krakoan soil, if you're a mutant, yes. yeah. you're Krakoan. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful. Stuff and then we that. get to the first Krakoan council. Oh man, poor Sabretooth. No, deciding no. the fate of Sabretooth. No, actually not poor Sabretooth. He's an asshole. Yeah, Sabretooth <laughs> is a murderer. And their first laws, which we'll just sum up real quick: make more mutants, murder no man, respect the sacred land. Yeah. I yeah. also like how it's Kurt. Well, Mystique is like, "Hey, let's hear from the righteous. What do we need?" And Kurt quotes, uh, "We need Bible the bang. Verse. Yeah, he quotes a Bible verse, and then I really he's like, hope he didn't he, look at his mom. His the look on his face is like. Make more mutants. No, see, the thing, uh, it is kind of, people seem to think this is just because it's Mystique, who is his mom, but she's not doing it in a sexual way. She's like, oh, you're the one who believes in God. Like, what do you, Mr. High and Mighty, what do you think about this? Oh, no, I didn't take, I I didn't think that the Mystique was being sexual to her son. I was worried that that, uh, Nightcrawler was being sexual to his mother. Oh, no, no, no. He's just, he's showing that, like, hey, I'm on board with this, too. He just happened to be my mom. You know, I always forget that they're mother and son. Yes. Most people do. Yeah. Um, do we, we don't see Sebastian will do that to you. Yeah. 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 We don't see Sebastian Shaw yet either. There's one uh, empty seat on um no. council. No, he's right next to Emma, dude. That's that's, that's Shaw. Sebastian Shaw. Guys, oh. the red the red movies will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. The Red King is not revealed yet. But um maybe I guess maybe spoiler alert, uh this is already kind of known. It's Kitty Pride. Oh. oh yeah, she, yeah, and uh, I and I kind of wish we all didn't know this, but like it's out there, so like I don't think it's a big spoiler to let you guys know. Like mm-hmm. it's it's it was found out. Yeah, to quote Sparks, well, but we'll do that to you. I didn't know that was here. A fun fact, it, actually, it makes I'll, sense that Kitty would be on the on the council because she's um she's gonna be uh, she's the captain of the Marauders and she's going by Kate now. Yeah, she's grown up. Well, what's interesting is is um 
this is a character who's been leader of the X-Men, has run the school at one yep. time. Like she you say An she's, X-Men gold, yeah. Yeah, you say she's grown up, but she's been grown up for a while. Yes, uh, but like uh certain characters in this are con- not de-aged, but like kind of taken to their like perfect representation yeah. and stuff. And honestly, it, and honestly, this is like an evolution of like her growing up a little bit. One of the reasons why a lot of people don't like Whedon's Astonishing X-Men is because of he de-aged Kitty. Yes, that's a good example. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so Kitty has been de-aged has been de-aged in yes. comics. Also, um uh, who is it? Uh, uh, Havoc, who is Alex Summers. He's like a he's like a child for some reason. I think it's it he's might, an adult. Is, when we see him later in the book, okay, he's sorry. Still an there's adult. An, sorry, yeah, you're right. When they're drinking beer, there's another character who is incredibly DH for no reason that we know now. So yeah. like Hickman is still doing that weird stuff. Uh, we just don't know why yet. He's putting characters where he would prefer them to be. Yes. Uh, so Sabretooth uh, gets I, banished. I hate exiled. It's exiled. Like, we can't kill you because then we'd have to bring you back. Yep. Which I'm, is like, which is crazy to me. That doesn't matter. Like all mutants will be brought back. Yeah, it's 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 their it's their rule. Yeah, I have to say Sabretooth's sentence because the way that Charles is telling him is like essentially it's a fate worse than death. You won't be you'll be asleep, but you'll you'll, like but you'll experience almost. every moment. Like Emma, coma. Emma Frost, uh, Emma Frost saying quiet, and then Jean Grey saying quiet to yeah. make him yeah. like well, you know it's like. No, I won't. I'm gonna Dark. quiet. And, and then he's uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he's had like some telepathic training, like to resist. Like yeah. most, like there's been multiple references in the, in the series of like, oh, they have telepathic like resistance. You know, that's that's kind of a common thing with like. Is this the issue where they talk about no precogs on Krakoa? That's a final issue. Oh, okay. Yes, we're almost there. Um. So Sabretooth gets uh, exiled. Uh. That's real sad. That's real crazy. Um. I'm really he curious. might have a day for like parole later, but for now, it's for, for good. Yeah. Oh, there's a. It's a. What's that? Oh, no, that's Wolverine giving uh, Krog, whom I thought was Silver Samurai, and I was completely mistaken, a beer. Oh, nice. Oh, that's okay. what I thought was... Um, yeah, got it, cool. What's her name? Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike, yeah, oh, I gotcha. Okay. So, yeah, um, so they have the most epic, epic celebration of all time. This huge on, party. On this beautiful party, and this this specific uh, party is so cool because so many enemies are teaming up and hanging out and drinking beers. Emma Frost and Jean Grey have a notorious rivalry uh, of this, like, Jean Grey's nice and Emma Frost See, is there, not. There's Havoc. Yeah, you're right. There's Havoc. Yeah. yeah, sorry. There's another character. I don't remember who it is. Uncanny Avengers Havoc was very, very heartbreaking. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. Havoc's cool. I'm glad he's back. Uh, Apocalypse is sitting by himself. It's so sad. He's but look, with, no, he's not by himself. He's with Krakoa. He, you know. Thank you, Brandon. Yes, you're right. He's with Krakoa. Yeah. I for completely. I didn't even think about that. Krakoa. You know what? They're it, on a, a living person. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I love he's, it. He's sitting there with his friends. I think friend. he's quite at peace. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like Jean Grey and Emma Frost share a beer. Logan and Scott share a beer. Uh, all the villains are hanging out. Uh, Exodus is telling stories uh, like like theatrically to children. Like it is some really cool stuff. Okay, Ryan. Yeah. Krakoa Atlantic. Turn the page, Ben. Oh, you're right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So oh. Krakoa Pacific. Yeah, this is the other. Okay, yeah, you got me yeah. there. Okay, cool. So 19 is transit. Atlantic Pacific. Uh, no, we don't. I don't. I'm just saying because there's two Krakoas. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it I looks t- like Krakoa is, is two islands right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Look, Island 21 right here is Danger Island. But it says Dan- Krakoa Atlantic. It's, it's yeah. training and the point and transit. That's the things that yeah. are on the Atlantic one. Yeah. Okay, so it's not all of it. Okay. But what I, what I was saying is, right. is there are two Krakoas. And so yes. I was like, I was asking, was that Ak- Akra? Akra? No, Akra? that is that is the... it's called Krakoa. Yeah. I don't think it is. No, that's the the limbo one that's not here. So what, um, how do... Man, it must suck for Krakoa. He's got two two pieces. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's also uh, in hundreds of other locations too. Technically, oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, like I guess it's all all one consciousness, yeah. like a hive mind, like a phalanx. Well, guys. All right. Moira so, becomes Krakoa. You heard it here. Yes. Uh, so yeah, Krakoa party. Just look at what we made. 
which is a stark uh, difference to look at what they did. Look at what they have done. Yeah. And then look what we did. Yeah. Uh, that's some powerful which stuff, Which is guys. great. Yes. Now, I have to say, after I read that, I saw the celebration, Ryan, I was a little nervous going into number six. Everybody was. This is what I, Hickman does. Because I was so scared. It's all going to fall apart. I was so scared that the Sentinels were going to pull some shit. I was so scared that someone was going to betray someone else. You know else. what that would have been? That would have been X-Men karaoke. Yes. This is not X-Men karaoke. Exactly. This is like, a new song. Like I was so scared. I was like, what's going to happen? What's the big push? And then I read issue six of Powers of Ten, and I was... We can still call it Powers of Ten. Yeah, Powers of, Powers of X, and I still... So this final issue, we're wrapping like This final issue... Like is, I, is, this might be my favorite issue because so much off. Yeah, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, Holy yeah. crap, baskets. So uh, we learned that the great. preserve is the final home of mutants, the last remaining mutants. Uh, Homo sapiens are gone. This this new like weird blue race of like what are they called again? Uh, Spark, you said it. Post human. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, said it earlier. Thank yeah, you th- very much. Thank, good job, Brandon. Uh, there's is, even a, there's even a little there's even a little thing describing like yeah. here's a Homo sapien. Yes. Homo superior. Go way over here, mm-hmm. post-human. Yes. And this is the issue. And once again, the issue starts off with Charles going to that fair. Again. Yeah, yeah this the third, is the third time we the whole them. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, look at that. He's got a Cardinal with the red shoes yeah, again. Yeah, we see, but we see, we ha- we now know the context of these elements. This was her ninth life. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, we replay... Um, um, if I'm being real quick, uh, real honest, this is a six dollar comic, and I and I appreciate the the callback and the reference to this again. But this is a expensive comic, and I we I don't think we needed all the flashbacks again. Yeah, yeah. Again. I agree. Um, you could have had the extra scene of him going a little crazier, but to have like like almost like a third of this book be old pages is kind of we we uh, we get the context. It's by also it is also thicker than the other ones. Yeah. Yes. Also, I want to say a lot of people make fun of James McAvoy for doing the finger thing. It's in the comics, guys. Yeah. No, he does it. Yeah. So, people you know, there you go. So, yeah. The Preserve is the final home of mutants and we yeah. finally realize who is in here and uh, it's Logan. Lo- I didn't expect Logan to be here, guys. Did you? Well, no. yeah. No. Uh, yes, actually. Really? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. Uh, that, no, so, a, so how I up. dropped how I dropped the pods from the first issue when I went into the Moira thing, I didn't drop the people in the habitat. And the thing is, like, the only thing that was distinguishable because I'm like, they have to be important somehow. So I looked at them for a while. The only thing that was distinguishable is Wolverine's hair. Yeah, it's the shape of his hair, and I'm like, what? It has to be somebody. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, fi- I but I didn't much... know who the lady would be. Yeah, I didn't know who the lady would be either. But I did figure Wolverine because he's because he can live a long time. Well, he would live a long time, and we've already seen him. I was starting to think that this was not year one thousand. It was the other. It would. It's another timeline of the. Uh, it's like our timeline of what the apocalypse timeline would have been. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was thinking that okay, well, Wolverine stayed that old, then he would be, he would still be here. Yeah. So I figured that was the thing. Um. So yeah, the librarian goes into uh into the preserve. Uh, which, if you guys notice, he opens what kind of almost looks like Krakoa. Yeah. yeah. He's going through almost like a portal or something. Uh, and he's like, this aggression is pointless, not speaking English. Uh, and then he starts speaking English. And uh, and Logan's like, oh, that's a neat trick. Who do we think these other characters are? Ooh, let's go back to this real quick, baby. These guys. Who do we think these, these guys are? These are all, these are all future uh, evolution X-Men. Because they talk about in the next pages when we see crazy bird people. Can we get to the crazy bird people real quick? Oh, I thought that was the, I thought that was a flashback. No, this that's year one thousand. Okay. Yeah, let me get there. You guys want to talk real quick while I find well, this? Well, because it's the it's the it's it looks just like the character that Grant Morrison created, the one with all the terrible parts of a bird. Oh, you mean this one? There it goes. Uh, yeah, that page. No, that's just that that whole page explains oh, this that guy? like p that like evolution. Yeah, that okay. So the, the whole crux of this series is is about this issue, right? Right. I thought I 
is this is this not, is U one thousand. This is not a flashback. To, this is in the preserve. Well, what's 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 that? I don't know, Ben. So I was thinking this was the fl- this was a flashback because this is clearly the one on the bottom page is clearly year one thousand. Yeah, but it looks to me like he's he's talking and we're seeing flashback references to the people he's talking about. Um, so if you look at their outfits, I think their outfits kind of represent the, they look like the same outfits that Wolverine's wearing. Uh-huh. Uh, so but I you think, see, but you see how this like kind of like World War Two thing looking thing kind of throws yeah, it yeah. off. Okay, I think that's here. Let me see this real quick, Sparks. I think. This is just showing us that um, what happens when humanity stops being beholden to its environment. This is them trying to do that, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, again, it, it is kind of vague, and it is a good point you brought up. I didn't think about that. But I definitely then, think this is the preserve. This is all, This also... Yeah. Like, wh- wh- th- this is also a flashback. This has to be this panel. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, when man controls the building blocks of biologi- biology and technology, evolution is no match for genetic engineering. Which, uh, uh, So I'm not really sure, actually, Brandon. You bring up a good point. Um, I think, I think it's just talking about the evolution of humanity and mm-hmm. how they they can make themselves in the X Men basically. Right, but yeah. that, I, was, I I think he's saying it through these flashbacks pages. I you might be right, actually. Okay, panels are flashbacks. You know what? I, that's a good point. I could I could believe that. Uh, I'll I'll have to look into that on X Men Twitter a little bit later. Um, you would have thought that the machines would defeat you, but we were just using them to buy time. Sentinels gave us years. Nimrod gave us decades. So Moira's re- final realization is. It's not machines. It's not AI. It is humanity itself. Yeah. Hum- humans will always be the fundamental problem, and the X-Men can't just kill humanity. That's a bad thing to do, right? So Moira has the... Well, rep- except the reveal at the end clearly tried... Tr- she tried. Uh, well, she, yes, she did try in other lifelines and yeah. li- uh, timelines. Uh, the librarian says, uh, your personal memory uh, may differ, but historical records imply you mutants never really saw it coming. It's sad, really. The idea that you were what was next evolutionary inevitable and logan and her are like we are we are and she's like look around you you're in a cage clearly you're not the the next best thing right uh you thought it was yeah you thought it was the machines that would defeat you it's actually us uh he's ho- uh like humans they're, he's saying he's yes. they were they're the they're the true next evolution of humanity yes um yeah. i believe the scientific term is homo novissima uh the end of the evolutionary line the last man there will ever be because humanity is, is at a point where it's ready to ready to ascend and while we're talking about ascension i got a great quote from polygon uh they did hox pox talks every week uh really incredibly smart guys and uh i'm just gonna bring up this fun fun fact for you uh, in case you thought that we weren't philosophical enough, the librarian is getting into the meaning of existence. He seems to be implying that existence within the Dominion is merely a simulation, the idea of which puzzles contemporary scientists, like the, the librarian and others. Is, the na- is, that, is this nature of existence simply what our senses tell us? Could a manufactured existence be just as real as a material existence? Kind of like the Matrix. So the librarian is here talking to Moira, contemplating, should I, should I let you die to restart this over because I have doubts about my ascendancy. This is the only blue person that we've seen uh, uh, have doubts about this this crazy thing that they're doing. And he's like, do I do I kill you uh, and see what happens, or do I trust the gut and and become a god? Uh, and then Wolverine kills him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Just like right real quick. And what did you say, Brandon? Like, was that fast enough? Yeah, for he's you? like, yeah. Because he's like, I, I'm so advanced. I can I can see you coming, and he doesn't see this coming. He no. just goes, was that fast? I think he got, he got, the quote is. Dear Lord up in Robot Heaven, tell me, was that fast enough for you? Hell yeah. Um, I love how he says Robot Heaven, too. Um, So uh, Moira now knows the truth Mm -hmm. that uh, humanity is the real enemy. So I can understand why she might have to join Apocalypse now. I can understand maybe why she tries to kill all the evil humans uh, uh, in life seven and eight and nine and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah because there is a this, difference. Like this is also where when he kills Moira. Yeah. Uh, 
and he says, this is what I do. Yeah. And so her earlier issue yeah. is a callback to this moment, but again, yeah. this, yeah. this may, almost made me cry. No lie. Yeah. not going to lie. This was, and, and they're very, uh, uh, they're very like soft with each other. Like they're very tender. That's not your yeah. news. You're, not, you're telling me that's not your new tattoo. That silhouette of them. Listen, I, I can't get it this quickly, uh, but I will add it to the list because it is. I am all, I'm all about uh, silhouettes. This is a growing list. And so ended the sixth life. And so ended yes. the sixth life. Yeah. And, and the, here, it frames everything. And finally, we see what happens after Charles first goes, ah, ah. And then he's in pain. And then because he then gets it's, everything. It's overwhelming. Yes, it's overwhelming. Um, So they have a great conversation of, of uh, Moira's uh, talking to Xavier, and she's like, you know, Charles, I've known you so much. You know, I've loved you. I've hated you, hated you, and you've never changed. And he's like, oh, thank you. She's like, that's not a compliment. And what she realizes is she has to break Xavier of his dream, of the dream of a peaceful existence with humans, because clearly nine times out of this ten, it has not worked. Yeah. And if this is her final life, if this is the last chance she gets, she has to break the rules, break the rules which also means she has to break a good man. Yes. Uh, and that's really sad. And, and, well, that's what's interesting is if if you look at all of six one six history, uh, this frames six one six history history at least for X Men as Moira breaking Xavier yes, because, piece by piece. Uh, again, people who only know the movies um, and think of Charles Xavier as like a really good person, except for, you know, Dark Phoenix stuff. Charles Xavier has been an asshole for the last like twenty years because if you really think about what he's doing, he's creating child soldiers, uh, and it's not really explored until. Uh, a little bit later on where it's like, hey, maybe maybe also Charles has a bad idea, but Magneto's clearly the villain, so we have to side with Charles. Yeah. And I love that dichotomy. I love that, like, uh, hey, maybe we're not all good guys and bad guys. Like, there's yeah. a lot of gray areas all over it. And then bringing Moira into this uh, it changes so much. Yeah, it, you could read so much X-Men in the past, and it gives you this this uh, sense of completion. It recontextualizes a Think lot of X-Men, X-Men stories. Yeah. Uh, we've, you know, we've, we've been talking about how this is the 616 timeline. It is. And, uh, Moira's been missing for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so we get references that Xavier has forgotten this, this moment yep. and she's like, because she, at that moment she's like, can I, can I get you to turn on, on them now? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Well, I'm g- you're going to forget and then I'm going to break you. Yes. I, I even wrote like, like, uh, 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 Ivan Drago, I will break you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we get, is this before or after we get uh, all of her text and all of her diary entries? She, we yeah, get her diary entries. Okay. After, yeah. We don't need to go into a lot of it, but, uh, but the most impactful thing is talking about children. Because this is, this is the thing that most recontextualizes all of X-Men. Because uh, Charles Xavier has a son named Legion, mm-hmm. who is an Omega-level mutant who could do anything. And Moira McTaggart has an Omega-level mutant named Proteus. And it's not a coincidence that both of these children were born Omega-level mutants which recontextualizes that these children were not made out of love. They were made out of save the race. Mm-hmm. And that is so gross. That is so gross to think that Charles Xavier met with this person and, and had a child uh, just so he could use him later. Same with Moira. Like all of the 80s and 90s have Moira married to this guy and then we meet Proteus and Proteus is a bad guy and he leaves. Uh, and that all this recontextualizes all of that. And it makes Xavier, because of Moira, in, like really bad he sees he's a bad dude and he's doing like kind of bad things but for the good of his people and at the end of the day like what are you supposed to do when you are being massacred every single day yeah like it's a really it's it's a really troubling idea but i love that hickman is willing to do that he's like yeah i'll rewrite history to say that charles xavier made his omega level mutant son to save humanity instead of have a son yeah that's super gross that's like, oh man. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's so bad. <laughs> and then we get to the scene of this great scene where Charles and, Mo- and uh, Xavier 
excuse me, Charles and, and Eric, Eric, thank you, bring tea to Moira, and, and she knows there's some bullshit going on. Because, like, I have a portal to the greatest food culinary city in the world. Why would I need you to bring me tea? And Magneto's like, no, yeah, you're right. She's, <laughs> she's living in the no space. No Moira's space. No, Nobody no knows space. about Moira. They're, the only people who know about Moira's plan are, are Charles and Eric. Cypher got a glimpse of the dream, but not without Moira. Nobody knows Moira's alive anymore mm-hmm. uh, because she was she faked her death to plan all this out. And the, the faking her death is is new. She has been dead for a couple of years. Um, so I haven't read the issue where she died. Um, I think I think yeah, I think she actually was supposed to be dead, and then it's retconned to be a fake death. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, basically, uh, 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 what is, can you read? It? How, how does Destiny get brought up again? Oh, sorry, Mystique. Oh, sorry. Mystique, yeah. Mystique has demands. She's like, I want you to bring Destiny back. And uh, Charles and Eric like, oh, okay. So they go talk to Moira about it. Yeah, and she and, My- and Moira goes, you cannot do that. We know. There can be no precogs on Krakoa. We cannot, will not tolerate mutants who can see the future. We know. How hypocritical is this? I wonder why. Because cause if Destiny comes and shows that uh, Moira has had all these lives and they're trying to build this future, but they always lose. Every single time they lose. So all the hope that they have will be crushed knowing that this has all happened before. Even though it's happening, and that's why Charles and Eric are like, it's not going to di- be that way because we are different people. You made us who we are. And again, that's really scary because they're like, all right, Moira, you did your job. And that's the most telling thing about this in these last couple of pages. Moira, sit the rest of this out. We got this. Everything you spent thousands of years of your life trying to build this plan, now set aside. Let the men handle this. I think there's something more sinister to not wanting more to want not wanting precogs on Krakoa. There, there is, there I don't is, think it's I don't think it's just as simple as she wants she just doesn't want that hope crushed. I think there's a reason that she doesn't want them. Yeah. Also, there. but if Destiny comes back and kills her, like uh, that's that will restart all of the Marvel universe. So like right, all, but according but according but if, if if what she's doing is for the good of mutants, yeah. then then Destiny wouldn't kill her. You uh, you think so, right? So that's why it's really interesting that that even though she, because oh gosh, going back to when Destiny was talking, she's like, I've seen everything you're doing, and I'm not, pr- I'm not, I don't like what you've done. I'm not, pr- I'm not, uh, I'm not convinced of your plans. And she's like, you don't do this again. So I think Destiny would be on her side, but if she doesn't want Destiny back, you're right. She is doing something more sinister. Look, look, I mean, think about it in the simplest terms of the fact that like what they've done is establish this nation. If you have a precog who could talk about a different future, a future Moira hasn't seen because she's never seen the future that goes down the line of the things that are happening at this moment. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That can start a revolution for the wrong reasons. Yes. And they yes. need that not to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why there's no precogs on Krakoa. Yes. That's you can't you have people who can see a future that could work against what Moira is trying to do. Yes. Because yeah. if you if you have a if you have a, a glimpse because, of the future, then someone, it might come true. Because someone who is it's a strange thing. Because somebody who is precogging the future as it's written from what they're seeing could think about the like leading circumstances of what's happening, but not have the context. Again, the branching of nine, multiverse of, of those nine ideas. lives before of alternatives. Yeah. And not understand that this is the way we win. They don't want to know the future. And every other way is the way they we win. They want to build the future. They don't want to know it. DC uh, has a concept called hypertime, mm-hmm. which this reminds me of. The metaverse. Well, the metaverse is different. Yes, it's another type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's tea time. Uh, the truth. We are different. God, Moira. I love Jeff Jones. Yeah, he's pretty. Cool. Sorry. As a, um, and then and then it has the flashback of or, or the the party scene again of saying like Moira, you turned us into this, and like we got this, blah blah blah. And then Magneto's like, uh, let them try to stop us this time. Yeah. And then and, and then, Charles goes, and yes. Charles, who never would have said this before, saying, yeah, let them try. 
And that is that is so almost haunting that when you yeah. think of Charles Xavier in the 60s, it's bright, like plucky, like I want to save the mutants. And now he's like, we're going to build a nation and we're going to we're going to uh, pirate drugs all over the world to countries that might not even want them. I mean, I mean, going with like the basic analogy of what people make between these two is, you know, this is Malcolm X convinced Martin Luther King Jr. that violence and self-defense is a good answer. Yes. It is almost a Magneto way, but but they're not being. But again, they're not being violent. They're just being assertive and but, aggressive. No, but it is. Well, that's the whole thing. Is it's not violence for violence' sake. Yeah. Malcolm X was always saying it's no, yeah, violence yeah. when attacked, when needed. Yeah. This is that. You're this right. is saying here it is. You come for us, and we will fight back. Now. Yes, that's true. Yes. That's it. Yeah. This is it. I yeah. love it. I love it. I, 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 that I, was I, that was them killing the people when they were making the mother mold. That's, That's violence that. and self-defense. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. I love you. Yeah, I love I, uh, yeah I, even Scott says about the one because uh, Jean Grey asks uh, what about the human crew. He's like, keep casualties minimal. We don't want to fight. We don't want to try and hurt them. We ha- have a mission sure. is just to get the mother mold into the sun, and destroy that. So are we all picking up all six new X Men titles? Uh, I don't. You don't <laughs> have to. Like. Uh, you, you you don't have to. Uh, it, it is it is it is a fully like contained X Men world where all these books are intertwined. But like you, much like a Mar- the Marvel comics universe, you don't have to. I yeah. can. It just it now it it helps. It I really can helps. tell you for sure. My wallet says no. I've signed up for uh, five of the six because I I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the first issue of Fallen Angels and I'm gonna see if I like it because that's the one concept I'm not totally sold on yet. But uh, it's. Uh, We'll see. It's being written by Brian Hill, who does like Detective Comics yeah. and Black Lightning. So like, he's a great writer. Um, so this is really good. Um, we all know Krakoa's most important mutant X is uh, mutants, the Resurrection Dynamo called the Five, and their great unifier, Hope. Hope Summers is Cable's adoptive daughter, prophesies to restore a decimation uh, that mutant kind had after M Day. You just bought a bunch of books about Generation Hope. Hope is supposed to be the Jesus of the Marvel of Marvel of the mutants. Like yeah. she's supposed to usher in this like peaceful age. She was the first mutant born after House yes, of M. Uh, yes, Brandon, you're great. I love you. And then and so yeah, so Hope Summers is now actually the the savior she was meant to be. Yeah. And Hickman is the one who did that after 20 years of somebody trying to do it. Uh, it's it's poetry. It's beautiful. Uh, I'm so glad Hickman is doing this because like the X Men were not in the best spot the last couple of years after Bendis left, and even Bendis's run ended on a sour note. So um, having the X Men be this popular and this and selling this well back in the 90s, they were the hottest thing in comics. They are, it's still the highest selling comic of all times. X Men one and the conspiracy theory that Fox was trying that that Marvel was trying to bury the X Men is ridiculous and it, it, not that, founded. That is some silly nerdy nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did. They did push the Inhumans super hard. But they also had like sure. six X Men books at one time. They always have a bunch of X Men books, yeah. And there's there's like three X Men minis going on at any given time. So like the, I was reading X Men for the last couple of years. If I wasn't reading the core X Men books, I always yeah. bought side books. Yeah, like like you know all new Wolverine stuff like that. Yeah, I really I really like this. Uh, I kind of I honestly kind of wish it did, it just ended. Like this was it. It, it is a, as a miniseries. Yeah. It's pretty rad. But that's why it's so exciting because this isn't just you know an Elseworlds story. This is the Marvel six one six true continuity going forward. Again, I said it. It's when changed it, forever. It's changed forever. And like I I said it way early, like early when we first started talking about this weeks months ago. Like this is an image book that has the X Men in it. Yeah. Like this is Hickman allowing to have double sized issues so half of it could be text when you when when you read a book like this very few times in comic books do you see an element and say wow things are different yeah now, like really things are fundamentally different and 
DC. It's the it's the Stanley thing of like it's the illusion of change. Yeah, like this is actual change. Like mutant, mutants are immortal now. That was mm-hmm. for DC recently. That was Rebirth. Mm-hmm. They were reading Rebirth and like, oh, there's a change that has come, and it's not just the illusion of change. Grant Morrison is very much a fan of the illusion of change. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and it's not to his detriment either. He will always said when he started Batman, when he ends Batman, it's going to be exactly where he le- where he started. Yeah, like so that's why Damien died. Yeah. Damien was never supposed to make it out of Grant Morrison's run because Damien was a new element. And so... Did he die com- in... What was it, Incorporated? Incorporated, yeah. yeah. New 52 is Incorporated. Yeah. Uh, with comic books, when you when when you create... When you do something, it doesn't matter what you create. That you have to leave it for the next writer. Yeah. And what Hickman has done is create something that the next writer has to deal with. Yeah, because there's no way you could retcon all this unless you well, want to. Like, there's a w- and there's a long path to where that will be, and who yeah. knows what that will look like. Yeah, honestly, it's the way I prefer comics to be. I don't like when writers like reset to zero after a good. I run. don't either. I like. Uh, I don't care about that. Like sometimes it makes sense if like a character went down a bad path, but like I, that's why I love Dick Grayson. He's my favorite DC character. Sure. That dude had so many iterations of evolving as a character and a person, mm-hmm. uh, and that's what a lot of this X Men feels like. Well, I think I think it depends on the writer. Like I think yeah. Morrison does it well. I yeah. think Johns does it sometimes, yes. and when he does do it, it's well. It's 100%, well done. Yeah, uh, but very few times do is a comic book writer able. Mm-hmm. Not just willing, but able to yeah. do something like this. Uh, yeah. And and uh, he has said, I'm on this book for at least five years. Yeah. And like, wow. he was on Avengers for like five years. He was on FF for many years. Donny Cates is doing the same thing with Venom. Yeah, he's going to be on Venom for like, he said like, I have 200 issues planned out. Yeah. Like, I believe that. Like when Venom is done, it's not going back to status quo. This is the new status you, quo you for Venom. Not with Null the Oblivion God out. Yeah. You can't <laughs> status quo that. Thor, like how Donny Cates has to follow Thor. It's, uh, a, tough, it's, a, it's, it's a tough, tough follow. Thing. Robert Vendetti had to follow Jeff Johns on Green Lantern. And he didn't at first. And then I hear it got good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't care. Oh, well. I got my Jeff Johns Green Lantern. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. so that was the topic. Thanks for thanks for, for the video, people. This is good. I don't know if this is a separate video or something, but I'm going to be editing the hell out of this video. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, how does everybody feel? I'm, 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 I am so jazzed for X-Men number one, which comes out uh, uh, whenever this is released. It comes out a week after the end of the series. So there's not a wait. Uh, every week a new X-Men book is going to be coming out. And then in December, all seven books are going to come out on one day, so something big is happening on that day, yeah. which means I'm going to have to buy like six to seven books oh, wow. of just X-Men. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not sure how I will be able to... I do want to follow the story. I'm if interested anything, in it. just follow X-Men, because that's, that that's is a, the core book. That is the one book I am definitely planning, because yeah. well, honestly, because Hickman's writing it. Yeah. That's He's what, a sole person writing it, so I, I mean, I would like to get into the other stuff, because I'm looking at some of the other um, X books that are coming out, and just like the um, the one with um, Psylocke, is that Fallen Angels? Um, oh my God, Ben! There are two different Psylocks. I can't I can't get into it. Oh, um, well, X Force. Uh, I uh, I think that's I Psylocke, think and then Fallen Angels is a character named Quanin. We'll never, talk, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, no, it's if I had it in I front am, of me, I could tell you which ones I would like yeah. to pick up just As based I on was, the characters who are on them. You need to buy Marauders because it's Emma Frost, Sebastian Stahl, and Kitty Pride on a ship traveling doing drug stuff. Okay, that's, that's cool. the that's the number one book I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I I'm you know because of I'm already picking up so many books and and I yeah, but I I'm, like- I am super interested in where the story could go. So I do want to pick it. I do want to keep going. With I'm, it. I'm one. I'm just glad that you guys that all three of you bought twelve issues of an X Men comic first and that you're I at, at did all. Not I borrowed them from my girlfriend. I'm glad Zara bought them. But I'm glad you guys are are at least get why X Men are cool and why people like the X Men uh-huh. and, and having Hickman usher in this new age is like. Mwah. Chef's kiss. There it is. 